I was in the middle of hitting enter, and apparently by hitting enter on my thing I was typing, I ended that call. Oh, no. Hey, are you okay? Did I call you or did you call me? I wasn't sure what was going on there. Someone called someone, and maybe it was James. What? Who called who? I don't know. Suddenly a call got started, or maybe it might have been me on accident. I thought I was answering the call because, like, the last three or four times, it doesn't actually ring. Uh, so oh. I saw the, I saw the button flash up, and I'm like, "Oh shit, they're calling me!" Oh, Weird. And then all of a sudden, it was like I was calling. So then I hung up. But... Oh. <laughs> anyway, here we are. But, Never yeah, mind. <laughs> we're, we're all here, like, you know. Yeah. Okay. We made it by however whatever we did. We made it. Yes, that's what counts. That's right. Whew. How are you guys doing? Doing okay. Yeah. Doing all right. Yeah. yeah. How 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 about you? Doing doing all right. It's been a busy weekend, and it and it continues. Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it has to be for right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that? Um, my wife is the featured Instagrammer doing the takeover for at Stockton CA this weekend. That's right. That's right. So even though I went out and did extra picture taking beforehand, she didn't feel right about just posting about places that we weren't going to. <laughs> okay. So, so I mean, clearly you've yeah. got to go and try them. So we've had to go to all of them. So far, oh, at least three a day, yeah. and uh, and also our daughter is sick, so she she oh. has a little extra special seasoning on top of the busy weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's been good. We went to the escape room um, in College Square. Oh, how was that one? It was pretty darn good. It was there were I would say too many locks. Because they oh, were, really? I think by the end of it, we opened, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, over fifteen locks. Oh, and how long did you have? An hour. Oh, wow. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <that's... laughs> were, so were they like all just like combination locks or were like, were there other like hands on puzzles and stuff? There were hands-on puzzles and things like that, and there was a riddle to solve. And they, they were, there was a lot to it, but and they were all different locks. One was a directional lock. Oh yeah, seen yeah, these. those so, are hard. So there was no, there were two. There were two directional locks, but in one of the directional locks, the directions were replaced with um, different colors and different shapes. So it would be like <laughs> a yellow triangle and a blue circle and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Several of the locks were combinations of letters, several were combinations of numbers, and not, not that many were keys. But there were keys, too? There were keys as well. There were at That's least fun. four keys. What was the theme? The theme was that we were in a gallery. The artist who had decided to open the gallery had disappeared, and we had an hour to figure out where she went before the police showed up and arrested us for obstruction of justice. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. We were, we were uh, private investigators. Um, the end was very silly. <laughs> In the end, we found a note where she was like, yeah, I just decided to leave. Anyway, peace out. Sorry, the cops are on their way. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, fuckers. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm so glad we went through all of this. But there, was a, there, it, there were a lot of cool aspects. There was 
operating a radio-controlled car through the peephole of a door. Wow, that's fun. Oh, my right? goodness. There was this one chest that contained another chest. that can, It was a nesting chest, basically. It was like, okay, figure out how to open one lock. Great, now you have a new chest. Figure out how to open <laughs> that lock. Okay, now you have another chest. There was Man, a lot that sounds of, fun. There was a lot of coolness to it, yeah. Blacklight writing, but I think they all do blacklight writing now. Yeah, yeah. I did one that didn't have it. So, that we uh, I've done uh, up in Sacramento, I've done three at one place, and only one of them really used the blacklight writing. Okay. That's our plan, is to do that next. Go up to Sacramento and go to one of the high-end ones, because the first one we did was very low-end. This one was higher-end, but still kind of low-end. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know... It's all really the same muscles that you're flexing. Yes. Right? I was so. describing it last night as I was like, it's it's a lot like, I don't know if you guys remember this too, but in like the late 90s, early 2000s, suddenly everywhere was becoming a laser tag place. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Several of my friends had their 12th and 13th birthdays at a laser tag place. Yeah, <laughs> and there are laser tag places all over, and it was just like, depending on like how far you traveled and how much you were willing to spend was the level of your experience at the laser tag. Cause it was very yeah. easy to just turn off the lights and have people shoot lasers at each other. Jesus. But then you could go to the high end places and there's like a crow's nest and all these like multi-story things. and multi-story. All that, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's the escape room world we're living in. It's the new laser tag. Have you, I mean, laser tag still exists as oh, adults. Yeah. Have you played it as an adult with I, drinking? Uh, no. Drinking? Whoa, with drinking? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Does boomers have drinking? Are they still boomers? No, but Laser Quest, I believe, does, or it's right next to some bars. But boomers might, in fact, have at least some beer. Because you know? we used to go to boomers a lot. I went to boomers many times with Zach. Yes, yeah. Back when it was Camelot? Both, oh, both, both Camelot Park and Boomers. Mostly Camelot Park. I think Boomers was around that weird birthday for your brother. I think so, yeah. When when Zach's little brother turned nine, maybe ten, he eschewed all of his school friends because he did not want to spend his birthday <laughs> with, with all of the people in his grade. He wanted to spend them with his older brother and his older brother's friends. Oh, of course. If that's an option. <laughs> so his his parents were like, Wait, really? You just, just want to hang out with Zach's friends? And he was like, yeah. So we all <laughs> went to Boomers for like his ninth birthday. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. And it was fun. And go-karts and laser tag, you know? Yeah. Man, can we do that now? <laughs> I think so. They're not showing too many pictures of adults here. Um, <laughs> no, I, I don't actually fit very well in the go-karts. It's doable, but, like, it's definitely steering with my belly type thing. Oh, let's see. Oh, apparently Boomers is, like, a big chain. Oh. Um, doesn't look very adult-friendly. You know what my dream is? And I think, I hear there are places around that you can do this. I love a water park, but I specifically love a lazy river. Yes. Oh, yes. And my dream is to go to a water park where there's a lazy river and float around on the lazy river, but the lazy river has a stop where there's a bar and you can get a new beer. Yes. 
There's the somewhere. hotel we were at for our honeymoon was the, had that. It was Tahiti Village in Vegas. Oh, uh, yeah. There was a luau. So you're literally like in your lazy river, you know, and yeah. just there's a luau and poi dancing and, and fire dancing and fucking. It was fantastic. It was amazing. I'm seeing pictures of it right now. I love a lazy yeah. river so much and I cannot explain why. I go to a water park and it's like, yeah, slides are cool, but I really like just laying here. Well, yeah, that's the whole point. It's floating, right? Floating yeah. is really like the overall, like the at, like mean best thing as far as like what you know water oh, is. Yeah, I was I was talking about that with my my sister in law today. Like it's it's getting hot enough where swimming is becoming appropriate. Mm-hmm. But like for those of us who don't have pools, it's like oh, I'm going to go take a cold shower, which is much <laughs> less fun. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Oh yeah. Talking Who'd, about it being warmer, I think it's supposed to be like ninety five, ninety seven tomorrow. Or something yeah, they like said that. they said oh, an extra you ten degrees. Serious? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm like, it's already hot today. <laughs> We're supposed to go to the ports game tomorrow. That's gonna be rough. Yeah, Ooh. it is. Ooh. Gotta do it for that sweet gram. <laughs> Dude, we tried to go to the ports game the other day. Did I, did we talk about this? No, I don't think so. No. So it, there was... Um, was it Aaron Judge night? It was. And yeah. you know what else it was? Huh. So not only were they giving out bobbleheads, yep. there was also Little League and T-Ball. And yep. so, like, it, it was some sort of thing, right? There were signs that people had been camping out all day. There was, like, piles yep. of garbage and, like, barbecue ash. Those like, Aaron Judge bobbleheads were worth over $100. Well, really? Those bobbleheads were worth over $100, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, people had them. Mm-hmm. People had them listed on eBay before the game even, like days before the game started. So That's they had insane. they had to readjust how they distributed the bobbleheads. Just to sort of like, it's it's crazy when they have those big time bobbleheads. There was one we went to where we got. What do we get? It was. It doesn't even matter. Addison Russell or something. And there are people going around with these big bags, and they have bags full of other giveaway things from, like, other teams. And so Uh they'd be like, hey, do you want to trade your bobblehead with me? And so then you go, oh, um, well, what do you have, like, from the Giants? And they go, oh, I got, you know, so I got, like, the the snow globe that the Giants did last year and um, traded our other one for something else. No, 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 we kept it, and then I sold it on eBay for $60. (laughs) because <laughs> I didn't care about nice. it and it just happened to be the was login like, window application login window you can your password secure edit text hey I'm so sorry <laughs> no <laughs> shut up voice over off yeah so so I got a new computer cool <laughs> and there it was telling me all sorts of shit about logging in because I just realized <laughs> like now I can look up stuff Oh yes, when we're talking. Yes. Oh yes. yeah. That's what we do. We have a little tab open, and we're just googling stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you can hear my keyboard half the podcast going mm-hmm. click clack clack clickety clickety. Yeah. No, yeah. So the Aaron Judge night was crazy. It was probably sold out by the time you guys got there, or something like that. It was. It was standing room only, and yep. we were like, "I'm not trying to pay, you know, thirty two dollars." Because there was four of us, yeah. To to maybe get to, you know to see, we know they're all out of the damn bobbleheads, and yeah. then I'm gonna pay more for drinks. We we're like, no, never mind. Yeah. And we went and talked the parking attendant into letting us. We were like, hey man, it's sold out. Uh, can we just go back? Yeah. <laughs> she like gave us our money back. It was great. It was cool. That was, that was nice. nice. That was nice of her. Yeah, yeah, we went we went to that because we have those. You know, they have the passport thing. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. So the system is broken. I'm never telling anyone who works there about it. According to what they say it is, you pay $30, and then for one calendar month, you get unlimited access to home games uh, for standing room only. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Here's the deal, though. We bought that at the beginning of April, and we are still getting texts. Hey, your ticket's ready. (laughs) And it's almost the end of May. So we're never telling anyone, but it, uh, I'm pretty sure we just got season tickets for 30 bucks. We're going to have to look into that because, I mean, I don't mind standing room only. So. Yeah, it's like Homer and Hill and stuff. Like, you go Homer yeah. and Hill or you go that big, long beer rail they have. It's, it's fine. Yeah, and that night, was, it was crazy. And it was so stupid because Aaron Judge does not really give a shit about the Stockton ports. He has nothing to do with them in reality. Yeah. Like, Seriously, how, when I like, heard that how was he connected? We were trying to figure that out. How is he connected? Yeah, when I because of yeah. Linden, because yeah. he's from Linden, and it's the closest minor league team to where he grew up. Ah, uh, okay, that's essentially what we thought. That's all it is. That yeah. game was so dumb because they they brought out this guy, and they're like, <laughs> it was so funny because they kept they kept waiting for applause. They kept waiting for this whole stadium to just like erupt into this big standing ovation. Because they're like, okay, we have a very special person for the ceremonial first pitch. It's, and I'm going to make up a name. It's like, it's, uh, it's Joe Becca. And it's like, <laughs> crickets. And they're like, okay, great. <laughs> he is the baseball coach for Linden High School. Crickets, crickets. <laughs> like, they kept, they kept holding for applause. <laughs> He's been the coach at Linden since 1998. Crickets. (laughs) Crickets. (laughs) So eventually they had to go, that means he was Aaron Judge's baseball coach. Oh, applause! Well, yeah, especially when you're going there, like, Specifically, all, a lot of those people probably there for the Aaron Judge bobblehead night, right? Um, and they're as profiteers, as profiteers, way more than someone who's stoked about getting an Aaron Judge bobblehead. Very few yeah. people went home and put that bobblehead on their mantle, or on <laughs> you know whatever their like child's shelf. <laughs> Most people went home and sold them to people in New York who want them. Yeah. I remember yeah. when I was down in the spring training um, this this uh, last March. Um, one of the games, I didn't even realize they were doing it, but it was some bobblehead giveaway. And I, you know, I don't even remember the name of the player it was, but there was a bunch of um, like uh, teenagers running around offering people like ten, fifteen bucks for their bobbleheads and shit. Yeah, no, it's like crazy. really, like you guys actually want like people actually want them. Buy this? I mean... I have a Madison Bumgarner bobblehead that we had to, like, guard with our lives. <laughs> because yeah, people get nuts with them. They want, they wanted it so bad while we were there, and it's like, Jesus Christ, just, it's, no. And I actually, I like it. It's, it's, it's on my, it's in one of my built-in shelves. I can turn around and look at it right now. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was Addison Russell, the other bobblehead, because we got two. No, we got... No, I sold it. I don't know what the hell that one is then. <laughs> it's just some guy. Because there's a guy who played for the Ports who was on the Chicago Cubs winning World Series team. And so the Ports make a big deal about him too. <laughs> Every chance <laughs> that yep. we get. Why not? Yep. I'm going to say for this one to the discussion, people go crazy 
four bobbleheads. Hey, there you go. Yeah. It really is insane. I, I, I've never been, like, really into them, so I don't get, like, the people that, you know, try and amass all of them and then people yeah. that pay so much money for them and stuff. Why did they hang on? Instead of, like, Beanie Babies or Furbies or any of that shit, like, right. why oh, bobbleheads? Furbies. <laughs> Furbies. Have you seen a naked Furby? Like stripped of its fur and yeah. like outer coating, the I, eyes yeah. are still the same. And the I think on like same. Reddit one day I saw yeah. it. I saw one because my cousin and I took took his apart. Mm, of course, his Furby his Furby died in a weird way, where we were playing with it and then we were standing. I remember we were standing on an air mattress, and then one I of us. Say you're standing on it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we're standing on an air mattress, like holding it, and then like one of us dropped it. And on the way from our hands to the air mattress, it went ah, <laughs> and then it hit. They knew. And then it they hit. Were sentient. Exactly, it hit the air mattress, and it never worked again, no matter what we did. So then we we're like, oh, we killed it somehow on accident. And then at some point, we were like, well, it's dead. We might as well take all the fur off and see what this is about. It was playing dead. It was playing possum because it knew that you guys didn't appreciate it. Yep. Then we skinned it. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why it played real good after that. <laughs> Who wins now, you fucking Furby? <laughs> you should have made like a, a coat, a cloak out of it. <laughs> <laughs> the world's smallest cape. Yes. Dude, so how many of them would you need to amass, do you think, to get like an actual wearable garment? This is so interesting because I was just watching the live action Hunter Went Dalmatians earlier. Which is the same thing, but with Furbies, right? Yeah. It's fine. It's, yeah. it's less offensive because they're not living animals yet. I haven't. We only made it partway through because my daughter had to go take a nap. She loves dogs. So I was like, well, I'm going to put on a dog movie. And she can just point at the TV the whole time and go, doggy. Yeah. And be like, yes, you're correct. <laughs> now, are you talking like the original cartoon? No, no. cartoon or are you talking about the movie? Live action movie. Live action movie. Starring Jeff Daniels. Weirdly. One of his comedies. Comedy jams and yeah. uh, Jolie Richards, right? Yes, nice pull. Who is the sister of the British mom in Emma Thompson? Trap. And they are both the daughter oh, of Vanessa Redgrave. Do, so she is related to Emma Thompson, correct? And uh, the other Richard sister too. The other Richard sister, who whatever. Okay, so I pointed out and I was like, "Oh, that's Emma Thompson," and my wife was like, "No, no, no, that's the the other Jacob sister. The, that's the lady from." Parent Trap, and we were both wrong. So Emma Thompson, I thought. Now I could be I could be talking out of my ass on that one, but I she looks exactly they're, like Emma they're Thompson. all daughters of Vanessa Redgrave, is who I, who I thought. But then, so then the two crooks are House and Arthur Weasley. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Okay, so uh, and then Emma, ah, there was somebody Thompson. else in there too. What's the What's that lady's name? Jolie, Jolie Richards. Richardson? She had a sister that died. No, that's right. Maybe they're not. Maybe it's not Emma Thompson. Maybe it was a... Uh, uh, so Jolie Richardson and Natasha Richardson. Oh, they just look alike. Jolie and Natasha yeah. are sisters. Jolie and Natasha. And Emma yeah. Thompson just looks like them. Just looks like them, right? That's right. <laughs> I, I often would get young Emma Thompson confused with Natasha Richardson. Yeah. More so than Jolie. But one of them is dead. Really? The Richardson. Yeah. One of them hit a tree when they were skiing. That's, so you're not thinking of Sonny Bono? Uh, he did as well. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, one of them was married to Liam Neeson. Jolie Richardson, it looks like, is alive. 
Yeah. As far as I can tell, I'm not Wikipedia So look at Natasha then. Wait, Jolie Richardson is a different person. Hang on. Then Natasha Richardson. Correct. Yeah, they well, look real, real similar. Natasha Richardson died in 2009. Natasha mm. Richardson died in 2009. Okay, and who was her sister? Relatives, Jolie, sister. Okay. So, is there a death, injury, and death? Yeah, it's like what James said. Ski. She fell while be ta- taking a beginning beginner ski lesson. So she was not even a skier. She was like, "I'm going to try this." Yeah. Oh, and an epidural hematoma. That's mm. no joke. Yeah. It's like a subdural hematoma, which I know a lot about from watching Mash. Now I can't remember. Do you guys did you guys watch Willow? Watch what? Willow, the movie well, Willow the movie. with uh, Warwick Davis and uh, Val Kilmer. I think I've seen parts of it a long time ago, not enough to remember anything about it. I've seen it a few times. It's pretty pretty good. It has a, a young Vanessa Redgrave, who is their mother, the Richardson's mother. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And she, in that film specifically, is the evil queen, looks just like both of them. They have the same like nose, chin, mouth thing. They all do. I just found this show about wizards, and I have to find the name because it reminds me of – there's a whole genre of film that I have in my head with, that's similar to heavy metal and wizards and – Like Willow. it's an animation? No, there's no animation, but it's just that same oh. – it's the same feeling I get from it. Old Hobbit movie, Old Hobbit animated movie, heavy metal, wizards, uh, Willow – um, all the evil. It's called beds. Earthsea. I'm what? just gonna st- take a stab and say that it's called Earthsea. It's not. It's a wi- uh. it's a TV show about wizards with with uh, Curry. What's it? Tim Curry? Is it like older, oh. newer? And Sean and Sean Astin. It's newish. It... Okay. It's called The Color of Magic. It's from 2008. That's oh, fantastic. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm definitely looking at that. It's on Amazon Color Prime. Magic video okay so you all can watch it it's it just speaks to something very deep in me that goes for those old crappy i love those like magic things back when no one cared about magic so any movie about wizards and shit was like ugh, you're not getting any money you're just gonna do the best you can with what we're gonna hand you you ever watch minimum budget merlin yes yeah yeah but the guy i heard it's really good but i've never seen it Still kind of sore about how it ended, but otherwise, I don't remember uh, that part. It's a great much. ride. They left you just hanging. They were like, "One oh. day he's gonna come back, maybe," and then fucking nothing. There is a great. There was a great TV show on I think Fox in two thousand or two thousand one called John Doe. Do you guys remember this at all? Vaguely, yeah, it was so good. It was one of these things. It's it's pretty classic as a as a take on how to do things now, but. Um, at the time, it was new, where this guy shows up and he has no memory, but he knows everything else. That's right, but he has no idea who he is, but he can, like, fucking wire a tractor. Exactly. Yeah. And it was so cool, and they set everything up at the, the, the season finale of season one. was so good, and it set it up for, like, this awesome season two. It was, like, lit, this big cliffhanger, and then it got canceled. Because you know what happened in either 2000 or 2001? The writer's strike. America fell in love with the reality show. Oh. It got canceled for things like Survivor and Big Brother 
and American Idol and all of these big things that are still going on that started in 2001. So they canceled all these, all these little dramas and stuff and they just, everything went to reality shows. And I'm still sore about that because that was an amazing, I go back and I watch <laughs> season one of John Doe still from time to time. I, uh, I'll check that out too. Who was the guy? Now we're, now we're all typing. This isn't good. <laughs> well, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta look the show up and bookmark it so I don't forget about it, you know? Exactly. Let's see. 2002, <laughs> they say? Yeah, that's it. Um, is there, I thought there was someone like noteworthy in the cast, but it's not looking that way. Not at, William Forsyth. Okay. I recognize that name. Reka Sharma. No way. Reka Sharma. (laughs) (laughs) Dominic Purcell was the main guy. And according to his Wikipedia page, he is now known for Blade Trinity. Ah. Oh, I don't think that's something good to be known for. I would agree with you. Wait, who was he in that one? Uh, Drake. Oh, yeah. Whatever that means. I don't know what... I, I saw Blade Trinity in theaters, and that's yeah, the only too, Blade movie... I think I saw it with you. You might have. So, okay. The, uh, one fact uh, about the movie uh, Blade. Yeah. <laughs> the, the original will ever, forever hold... Uh, warm peace in my heart and Jenny's heart. So yeah, I do like the original Blade. A couple of years ago, she actually has never seen it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a couple hmm. years ago, she was doing Rocky Horror Show, and one of the dance moves involved her being on the ground and like throwing her hand like over her head in a big circle and smacking it onto the ground. Well, she has like hyper mobility and hyper flexion in her in her joints, so like her shit just bends really easy, and so this big like circular motion smacking her hand on the ground completely dislocated her shoulder oh shit completely oh, no. right so and th- this is the first time this had ever fucking happened right like her shoulders never like she's been like oh my shoulder hurts but it's never like come out of socket right so she mm-hmm. comes backstage and i'm just standing there and i'm like yo like you're not supposed to be here <laughs> and she's like and and she's like holding her arm like a chicken wing right and so i was like what i thought that her costume had ripped or something and i was like what's going on and she's like my shoulder and i was like what's going on she's like my shoulder and i was like okay uh, she was like, I can't move it. It's it's out of its socket. And I looked Ugh. and I was like, oh shit. And it was like fully just like jarred, like sticking, you know, back behind her. And I remembered the scene in Blade. Where there's twice, two times in the movie Blade, the original, uh, somebody has their shoulder dislocated and relocated. And the way that they do that is they grab the arm and they stick it out sideways at a 90 degree angle and they pull, right? Laterally, yes. Yes. straight out laterally. Right, and so because I then the muscles will like snap it back in place. Correct, correct. So I fucking did that to her, and I was like, "Release!" And she's like, "I am," and I was like, "Release!" And she's like, "I am," and I was like, "Boom!" And I fucking popped it, and she went right back on stage like a fucking champ. That wow! Right. Meanwhile, John Steele is just looking at us like, ah, like that was something that we do all the time. And I was like, "No, like what the fuck?" Like I was scared. I was like, "Dude, like she needs to not be out there. Like what the fuck just happened?" But, like, so essentially Blade made it so we didn't have to go to the emergency room. Wow. <laughs> she called. They were so pissed, like, on the phone. She, you know, because she called for an urgent care appointment afterwards. And, and they, she was like, no, no, no. My husband, like, put it back in its socket. And the lady was like, is your husband a medical professional? 
And she was like, no. And she goes, well, how did he do it? And she was like, uh, I was like, tell her I pulled it straight out laterally. She said that. And the lady's like, yeah, that's how you do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, You don't shove it. You pull it out so that it's all. Yeah. Yeah. And so she did like went and had x-rays. Everything was fine. Like it was a little loose for a little while afterwards. But that was, you know, they said that that. You know, essentially, we would have had to wait for hours to go to the emergency room, and they would have done the same thing. I live in I live in fear of this because I have genetically weak sockets in my shoulders. Yep. It's one of these. I don't. There, there are certain things where you're like, how could that possibly be genetic? But then you look back, and everyone in your family has this thing. Yep. So for me, don't like, question it. if I if I'm like like my muscles are stronger than my shoulder joints so sometimes if i'm holding something extremely heavy i can feel like it might pop my arms out of my like might dislocate my shoulders that's Um, scary even though i can totally handle the load with my arms themselves right um and so and it my shoulders pop way more than off way more often than is normal my daughter has this as well when we pick her up by her arms her shoulders pop 80% 80% of the time. And there's all these stories about um, my mom and her siblings. My, my grandmother did this multiple times where she would yank them up from a sitting position on the ground by their hand and pop their shoulder out. Oh, yeah. She did this with at least three of her four children. <laughs> so we just genetically have a weak pocket there that doesn't want to hold the shoulder in place. It wants to dislocate it. So I just, I live in constant fear of my shoulder getting dislocated. It just, it doesn't change my behavior. I'm just afraid of it. And because you know one day it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. But just as long as Christine knows to pull straight out laterally, it'll be fine. (laughs) Exactly. And sometimes if you're, if you're not as strong, then you need to do the whole thing where everyone's laying on the ground and one person has their feet against the side of yep. your rib cage and you pull and your that head. way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got to pull you. It has to come outwards first because it's like, a, you know, it's a ball. Yeah. Yeah. Yay mm. for anatomy lessons. Yeah. See, that's and something she... I've seen on TV all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. Right. But that was the scene that stuck out. She was like, what the fuck? She was like, seriously? Like, Blade? Like, that's where you go to? She's like, what if that didn't work? And I was like, I knew it was going to work. Like, I just knew that it was going to work. Like, there was no question about what if it didn't work. Like, that, it worked in Blade, damn it. Yeah. See, Blade, Blade Trinity was a problematic movie because Wesley Snipes went to jail just before that movie went to theaters. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, oh, no one... A, like the fewer people went to watch it because he had just gone to jail, and I do not remember his crime. Uh, tax evasion. Yeah, that's right. Or something similar. He was in a different not country, and he hadn't paid his taxes or something. Three yeah. years in prison for a willful failure to file federal income tax returns. Yep. Wow. His accountant was sentenced to ten years. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, he's out of prison now. Apparently, he's not making movies, but he should. He, he should. should make a prison movie. Be perfect. Oh, he should make a prison. <laughs> yeah, movie. first-hand, uh, first-hand experience. You know? Well, actually, does he make movies? They're just maybe movies that we don't see. Yeah, are they straight to video? Like Jim Carrey's latest? 
What's his latest? I, feel like I don't know. I do know that it was oh. a YouTube video, though. Because <laughs> I just watched, um, he did that documentary about his acting process in Man on the Moon. Right, right. Which was and very his, good. His face is plastered on uh, comedians in cars drinking coffee or something like that. That was a weird episode. It wasn't very good. Right. I haven't seen any of those, actually. The, a lot of them are very good. Trevor Noah's episode is incredible. Right. Um, but the problem with Jim Carrey on that show is that he is someone who is now so rich that he doesn't have a grasp on what regular people do. Right. And Jerry Seinfeld is that rich, but he still has a grasp. He still knows how to be like a regular person and just to exist. But you get these people like your Jim Carrey's and at this point, probably Clooney, definitely Val Kilmer. People like this where they're so rich. They Tom Cruise is the epitome of this. Like you just don't yeah. know what is normal anymore. And it's tough. Well, I feel like Tom Cruise is because of the whole Scientology thing. Tom Cruise is just weird. Yeah, he's fair. a weird dude. There's a he's really weird. fun song. It's one of the first songs I learned on ukulele by Jonathan Colton called Tom Cruise Crazy. <laughs> uh, the chorus goes, Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise Crazy. Just be glad it's him, not you. Um, if you If you had Tom Cruise's problems, you might be Tom Cruise Crazy too. You'd flash your great white shiny smile and buy expensive shoes. But you'd be the only man on earth who couldn't afford Tom Cruise. That's right. You couldn't afford Tom Cruise. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah, there's the bridge. The bridge just sums him up entirely. Tom Cruise hopes somewhere there's a place for him. He's not of this world anymore. Um... He's not of this world anymore. <laughs> that's it. That's the whole bridge. This sounds like stuff he's all said. Yeah, that's that's the whole bridge. <laughs> Tom Cruise hopes somewhere <laughs> there's a place for him. He's not of this world anymore. Somewhere in some secluded mansion, Tom Cruise sits staring at the wall. The outside world is always such a hassle. Sometimes he won't go there at all. I'm going to learn to play the violin just so I can fucking play this song. Sometimes he won't go there at all. There are millions who know his name and everybody loves him. Good thing that he's not gay anymore. Something like that. It's a fun song. Yeah. I could only do all the lyrics if I was playing it on a ukulele right now. Are you guys (laughs) familiar with who Childish Gambino is? Yeah. Do you talk about this? We haven't talked about what? it, but Stomach Love. Okay. Zach Have you seen the, the video, the controversial This Is America video? No. That everybody is all up in arms about? Zach? I've, I've seen it. I didn't realize it was, like, controversial. It, I mean, it's weird. If you're not is expecting it? it, it's got, it's got graphic, you know, death and, like, yeah. and, like, it's a, it's a very direct social commentary, hmm. you know, so... But like, and it's it's really like in your face with it too. Is he like addressing social issues and stuff like that? Yes, sort of. Like, not really. So, like, the chorus is like, "Look at what I'm whipping in," right, or something like that. And he's like doing this weird dance, and then like this choir comes behind him, and then he like somebody tosses him an AK-47, and he shoots the choir dead. 
huh. and then like there's a guy you know he's walking and he and he he does this weird pose and, he, and again somebody throws him a gun and he just like shoots this guy in the head in a weird dance pose it's weird it's weird it's like he's, the imagery in it like stays with with you yeah. kind of weird he's someone who got too famous and too much money all at the same time so that he's sort of getting he's weird and he's been weird the whole time but he just all of a sudden was like here's everything sorry i'm kind of watching the video um i just watched him kill the choir he yeah there it is so he was already kind of weird like if someone were to hand me six million dollars tomorrow i'd i'd get kind of weird there's there's some weird stuff i do i'm sure i don't know what it is but it's yeah, you wouldn't know until you have the money. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's been behind the scenes for a long time. Like he's been a writer for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. He he absolutely has, and he he was behind this. Really, there's a big push to make him the next Spider-Man. Um, oh, that would be cool. Yeah. He had the big online thing. It almost happened, and instead they're like, Ugh, "We can't quite do it." But instead, he has a role. He's either in Homecoming or he's in the next one. He was. He had a small role in, home, in Homecoming. That's what it was. They gave him a role yeah. in Homecoming, just to be like, we appreciate what you did, and we we kind of wish that you could have been Spider Man, but you can't because we went a different direction. So here's a role instead. Did uh, they should have done that with Nick Cage and Man of Steel? Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> because of how much he wanted Superman. Mm-hmm. Did he? I didn't even know about that. <laughs> Nick Cage is is a weird. Nick Cage is very bad with money. Yeah, but so a pyramid. That's the problem with Nick Cage is that like he's very good at what he does, but he's very bad with money. So he loses all of his money all the time, and then he's like, "Ugh, I'm out of money. I'll just take whatever the next job is." And then he does all these bad movies, and then he gets a bad rap as a bad actor, where he's a good actor. Who takes too many projects because he is constantly out of money? I think he was a good actor from like the ages of like thirty to like fifty. Now, whatever age he is, is like no, yeah, good. no, yeah, that's <laughs> like fair. You, you've lost it a little bit. Yeah, you know? I saw the second of the um, the uh, National Treasures. Mm. Did you watch and the first? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. First was good. Second was was okay, but like he had the same exact mannerisms that he has as um uh the the flaming skeleton guy, Ghost Rider. Mm. Yeah. I missed Ghost Rider. Yeah. But I made out. You mean I made you haven't out, seen it or you you missed it like I attended wrongfully. Ghost Rider with one of my high school girlfriends and we, uh, just, but, we but, made yeah. out the entire time and I think mm. Zach was there. <laughs> Watched it, not watched it. Wait, really? I'm pretty sure the way it went was you, Brian, and Matt were in three seats, and then it was me and Asha at, like, one end. Oh, it might have been that, yeah. I I don't remember if that was a movie or not, but I definitely remember there was a movie that the five of us were going to go to the movie, and then you two just kind of vanished. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, um, I know that that happened with Ghost Rider. So with those two stories together, I I, I would say it's probably the yeah. Do you remember <laughs> Ghost Rider, Zach? Vaguely, because I think I've only seen it that one time. You know, I wasn't uh, out with anyone, so I, I actually watched the movie. But right. you know. 
That's a long. Not time. a very memorable flick, though. It's fine. No, <laughs> it's pretty shitty from what I remember. Isn't that a comic, Ghost Rider? Yeah, yeah. And they actually uh, brought Ghost Rider into Agents of Shield last season. Oh, is that right? That's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Who do they have playing Ghost Rider? Oh shit! I knew I knew someone was asking that. Let me look it up. I forget his name. His name. Gabriel Luna. Gabriel okay. Luna? Okay. Do I know who that is? Gabriel Luna. Gabriel Luna is a young man who is known for his role as Ghost Rider on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so probably I have no idea who this guy is. Yeah, I hadn't heard of him until until then. I think there was a rumor he was going to be in a, in a, like a Terminator movie coming like sometime in the future. Oh, he was in Bernie. I need to go back and watch Bernie sometime. I don't think I ever watched that. I heard it was good, but... It's important. People forget about the Bernie Madoff story. I just watched it the other day. Is that right? Yeah. Wait, maybe not this one. Bernie? With Jack Black? Is that... Oh. There's a... There's... Bernie Madoff? No, I watched the, the one with uh, uh, Dreyfus, Richard Dreyfus. Oh god, that one's so good. Dreyfus it was is really incredible good. <laughs> at doing that. Have you seen W? No. I oh, no. Richard Dreyfus as Dick Cheney. Oh there's no I'm... Richard Dreyfus there, it's all Dick Cheney. That's it's That's amazing. Fair. It's amazing. W's a very good movie. I've been told by my former boss that um he thought that Oliver Stone did not do a good enough job painting George Bush as a villain and I disagree because I think George Bush is a guy who got taken advantage of. Yep. Yeah, I think he's a pawn. I don't think he's smart enough to be a villain. Exactly. <laughs> I remember and I back at the time, like I was so pissed because like fuck you, like you're the president. But I remember like footage of like like his uh, his uh, Secret Service guy coming up and telling him, like, hey, the towers had just fallen. And then he oh, just yeah. sat there. He was in a classroom. Yep, he was, he was reading a book. Kids, and he just, yep, he just yeah. continued sitting there and let the kid read. And he went back. And I was, yeah. like, I was like, dude, fuck you. Like, you should have jumped into action. But, like, at the same time, like, you don't want to panic these kids for no reason. Oh, hell yeah. You don't see like, go, the it, twin towers yeah. have been attacked. Goodbye, children. <laughs> right. You just you let the little child finish the story, and you mm-hmm. say, "Okay, thanks, guys. I gotta go." Yeah, what are right? you gonna do about it right now? <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. But at the time, you know, everybody wanted to fucking be pissed off at somebody. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. The reason that I'm asking this question is because I'm looking at a picture of Chris, Chris Evans. Do you guys remember the movie Push? No. Is that the one that he did himself? Um, maybe. Because it's got Dakota Fanning and. Uh, some other people in it that I can't really remember. Oh, is that the one about drugs? <clears throat> no, it's the one about um uh superpowers before uh, he was like a superhero. <laughs> like so, he he's like a con man, like like gambler, but he's got like mild telekinesis. Yeah, um, and there's there's varying levels of it. And Dakota Fanning is like a psychic, and she can like see what people are going to do based on their choices, and she draws it in pictures. And then there's another guy who plays one of the McPoyles, uh, but he <laughs> he plays a shade so he can like like hide people from other telekinetics or tele, telepaths, 
you know, and so like each one of the, like it's cool, like it's 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 an old story and it's a B movie, but I really wish that they would fucking bring this back as a Redux. See, I'm looking for is this, is this the same Chris Evans? Yeah, as a director. Okay, he he directed a movie. Oh, is it Sunshine? No, Chris Evans. Why are you directing so many movies? Push, I know, right? Push in 2009. It, ooh, Puncture? I don't know. It was a weird movie where the entire movie was that he was attending a party where his ex showed up. So he went upstairs. That is called uh, London. London? <laughs> so you know what yes, I'm talking with, about. With Jessica Biel. And uh, yes. there, was another, there was another fucking B slash A-lister in that. Jason Statham. Yep, that's it. That's right. And the entire, the basically the entire movie, from my perspective of watching it, was him in a bathroom upstairs doing coke, being a whiny bitch about being his a whiny girl. bitch about his yeah. girl, and it was yeah. like <laughs> the first time that he was in total control of that movie because he like produced it and everything and cast himself as the star, and it was so like, the whole reason of getting Jessica Biel to like make out with him in the end. Yeah, end-up. and <laughs> I came away from that movie going like Chris Evans is a little bitch, and I don't really care yeah. about him at all. He's like the worst guy. And then he came around as Captain America, and it was like, whoa, Chris Evans is awesome, right? Well, and even bef- so, before that, he was uh, Johnny Blaze, right? Yes, he was, but that was yeah. a bad movie, right? Well, and even before that, he was in not another team movie. Yes, right. and you I, remember that shit. I like, do. He's been in a string of bad movies. Yeah, that was also a bad movie. I will. St- I, that movie came out at a time that was important for me because I was probably eleven or twelve and just learning about like sex and stuff. And so, not another teen movie was perfect to watch that. <laughs> and the guy who was pretending yeah. to be Asian was just oh my god. Yeah. There's there's one line we went. I, it was my cousin or maybe Frank or someone like that. We just kept going back and forth where everyone's singing. And so they're singing, they're in a diner and it's like the three nerdy friends. And I don't remember all of the lines, but it's something like the last line that the three friends sing is true. Love is what I want the most. And then the chef turns around with two <laughs> plates of food for them. And he sings, <laughs> I just jerked off in your French toast. <laughs> and that was up there with in, is it Happy Gilmore? Is Happy Gilmore the one with Colonel Sanders? Yes. No, not Happy Gilmore. Uh, no, Waterboy. Uh, Waterboy. Yeah, Waterboy. Waterboy. We went back and we kept rewinding and rewatching the scene in Waterboy where Henry Winkler is talking, he's holding a baseball and he's talking about like some time that he failed as a young man. And he goes, I cried. I cried like a 10 year old girl. And then he throws the baseball through the window and the baseball, you follow the baseball and it hits Colonel Sanders in the head and he falls down and Colonel Sanders goes, ah, I know it's a great sound that he makes. (laughs) It's one of my favorite moments too. I've watched that, him make that sound probably 38 times. <laughs> I've only seen Waterboy twice. One <laughs> of the other sound, and it's a great sound too, when uh, when uh, whoever it is fucking tells him that it was him that told on him, and he just goes, why? <laughs> <laughs> why? It's so Because he's so much hurt. Yeah. He's so hurt in there. But he's got to know why. Back when Adam Sandler was good. 
Yeah. See, I it keep, took. It was like a ramp up and then a ramp down. I keep trying to take take Make America Great Again and make it work for other things, like make Twitter funny again, make Adam Sandler right. funny again, dude. <laughs> you can't like. There's no. That's the thing. He Mass was fun. riding the same pony. Yes, he was. Little Nicky was it, and then we're like, okay, man. And then yeah. people are like, be serious, but he's like not as funny when he's serious. And he's a dad, but he's not, you know. Well, that's he's the, still same, to be the same. That's the same with Seth Rogen. Yeah. Seth Rogen's first, I think, three movies were the three movie ideas he had been talking about. Superbad, Pineapple Express, and what was the other one? The Where he got her pregnant. Oh, Zach and Miri make a porno. No, 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 not Zach and Mary. It was like knock, knocked up. Knocked, knocked up. up. Knocked up. You're right. Knocked, knocked up. up Superbad Pineapple Express were the three movies that came out like all within a year of each other. And um, they were all the movies where he was like, yeah, for 15 years I've been getting high and talking to friends about how this would be a great movie. And because people were like, what's your next movie? What's your next idea? And he was like, I'm, I, I mean, I'm, that's it. I'm out of ideas. That's all of them. Yes. <laughs> what, what would you like to see? Yeah. These are, these are the movies I've been working on for 15 years and I don't yeah. have anything else. Like I can give you another of the same movie and yeah. the same recycled jokes. But so if you like look at his, his IMDb page, like those are the three where it was like Seth Rogen is the executive yeah. producer and director and writer. And there's been nothing else like that because he's just he's like no that's that that was it. See, and props to him for not using those to be like yes, I'm gonna make out with Jessica Biel. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna cast a fucking super hot starlet as my love interest for blah blah. Are you, you listening, know? Chris Evans? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Chris Evans who so, has a huge potty mouth. Does he? Yeah, Chris Evans is like the polar opposite of Captain America. That's fun. Where if Captain America says darn, you're like, oh, gotcha. <laughs> Chris Evans says fuck every other word. If you ever yeah. look at like outtakes of Avengers movies, it's Chris Evans just cursing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do I. That's the thing. Like literally that's how people our age talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm working. I'm working on. I'm trying a little bit to do it less because of the kid. because She's learning to talk. But, right, you don't want her first word to be fucking. Yeah, no, she's she got a lot of words, and they're all good words. Um, I, I coached her into her first sentence being "Hi, Dad." Months and months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm trying. I'm not trying that hard, but I'm trying kind of hard, at least not to curse at home. And then I also work at a school, so not cursing at work would be good too. That'll do it. That'll get you fired. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, why I just don't talk. one time I was visiting my mom's class and she was teaching a bunch of third graders and I said the word crap Mm. and they were like Miss Dutcher, Miss Dutcher he said the C word and my mom looked at me with such daggers like she would believe completely that I said cunt to these little fucking kids oh yeah 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 and I was like no 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 I just said crap and they were like he said it again (laughs) I just need to specify I did not say the C word I just a bad word. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man, what was it? I forget. There was a word where there was some kid. I was. It was the word disintegrate. And because it was a word, this there was this one little girl. Um, I don't remember her name or Zach. I would tell you her name because we went to school with her. She was probably three to four years younger than us. 
But even if I told you, you wouldn't remember her. Yeah, God, you lost me as soon as you said three to four years younger than her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she was she was the worst, and I used to have to go to daycare all the time at our school. That's what they called like after school care. Like basically, your yeah. parents are too busy to come pick you up immediately upon school ending, so you have to hang out here for a while. Hang out like in the basement or wherever yeah. they had us. Like, in that oh, church yeah. basement, and so they would give you snacks and drinks and every it was like snack time and here you go and it was just whatever they had it was never like no one ever planned a meal so one of these times it was popcorn and uh hot chocolate that's healthy yeah (laughs) (laughs) and so we had discovered that if you threw a piece of popcorn into the hot chocolate it would kind of disintegrate yeah like a marshmallow yeah so we were saying like oh look the popcorn is disintegrating in the Hot chocolate. And she went and told on us for saying the D word. <laughs> and then the person in charge of daycare came over and she was like, this girl says that you said the D word. And we're like, what are you talking about? And she was like, yeah, you were talking about the popcorn and then you said the D word. And we we're like, we said that it disintegrated in the hot chocolate. And then she was like, they said it again. And then the person was like, oh, little girl, just because you don't know what a word is doesn't mean it's, it's not a bad, a bad word. word. Yeah, it just means you're stupid. I hate Fast that forward girl. to that little girl now being one of the top heads in her fucking church. Good <laughs> dude. God, yeah. I remember this girl I knew in uh, in high school would brag to us about how her church youth group would do things like go down to L.A. and uh, picket in front of gay bars. I was like, really. Even at the time, we were like, seriously, this is what your church is doing with their time and money? They're busing you guys down to L.A. to hold <laughs> signs up in front of gay bars? Yeah. You don't have Nothing Jesus else more important in life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to get them while they're young, right? No. <laughs> yep. That girl I ran into much later. Sorry, I'm putting something in my mouth. Um, oh, but... Now ran into much later in life at a bar and she was there with her husband and like two kids at a bar it was daytime it was it was less bar more pub ah gotcha and um she was telling the people i was with she was like oh yeah we went to high school together and he used to say to me like oh i'm gonna take you behind the science building and rape you isn't that funny and I was like, first of all, I never said that to you. You're like, yes, that's not a joke ever. <laughs> yeah. Second of all, why is this like the first thing you're telling the people I'm with? What is going right. on? Yeah. Who are you? Right. Yeah. Also, did you just watch that one fucking movie? Like there was a, like Jesus. You know what movie I'm talking about? No. Uh, so that is literally a direct quote from a fucking movie where these two little kids are hanging out. The reason that I know this is because I was watching a program that was exploring... Uh, sexuality in youth in film, if that makes sense. Okay. Right? Uh, And that was one of it. Uh, That was just a scene. It was these two young kids, and this little boy was like, I'm going to fucking take you, you know, blah, 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 and rape you. And this girl was like, "Uh, okay. He's like, after school, I'm going to rape you. And then, so, like, they meet up, and uh, she's like, like, they hang out, and they, like, they stare at each other, and she's like, are you going to rape me now? He's like, no, later. And then they leave. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Neither, and so, and the the, the uh, program was interviewing the actress who is now an adult, uh, and was in actually here. I'm gonna fucking find a trail here. 
um, by going on IMDb and looking in Hostel 2. I don't know how to work my new Mac. I'm not used to the iOS. You have an iMac? Uh, I do. Nice. Motherfucker. But so anyway, she uh, she was like, yeah, so the, the little girl didn't know what that meant. And she was like, and I think that the little boy didn't know what that meant either. Like, he just heard it said. So, like, it was really interesting. I'll tell you exactly who it was that was in it. I'll tell you what film it was. Neither one of you guys have seen it, I'm sure. It sounds very familiar to something I've seen. Heather Matarazzo. What else was she in? It's everything is set up completely differently with a Mac than I'm used to. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to the dollhouse, perhaps? I don't know. Trust? Is we What? I'm just Go ahead. I'm just looking things up. Yeah, look it up. I'm not finding the right thing. Ah, <laughs> uh, she was in Pete and Pete. You guys probably don't remember Pete. And Pete, Pete and Pete. Yeah. We talked about Pete and Pete. We did. We? That's right. We, we did. Talked about that with. It was a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I looked it up. I remember when you guys mentioned that. But her name is Heather. What? Heather. Matarazzo. How do you Matarazzo? say? Matarazzo. Oh, Matarazzo. Yeah, with two Z's. It is this. Welcome to the dollhouse. So, yeah, and then and this was discussed in a film. I bet I could find what TV show that was that she was herself in, Heather Matarazzo. I don't know how to find this though. What TV show? Wait, you want you want what she played herself in? Yeah, TV show she played herself in. I have nothing. On right, Wikipedia. Yeah, Wikipedia's got nothing for you. But Pete and Pete is her first job. Late Show, David Letterman, Indie Sex, Teens, two thousand seven was when this was with TV movie documentary. Mm. She played herself, huh. and she reviewed how it was in nineteen ninety five when she filmed this film. Actually, she probably filmed it in ninety three or ninety four, but it was released in ninety five. Yeah, trippy. Hmm. But so my guess is this chick had just watched either this indie sex thing or this movie and was like, ha 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 ha, remember when CJ did this? No, bitch. I did like, not no, I didn't do, do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have this I have this problem. I don't know if you guys ever had this. I'm gonna ask Zach first once once I explain it. Where I have a memory of things that happened to people who were also in the room. It didn't happen to me. It happened to them. <laughs> you ever have this sack? Wait, yeah. say it, say it again. I I have a me- I, I get memories sometimes of things that happened to people who were in the room at the same time as me, but it did not happen to me. But in my mind, it did. Because it happened. Yeah. And you well, witnessed it. I mean, my, my memory is so shit anyways. I it's mean. true. <laughs> we, this has been well documented. So I, I can't yeah. I can't say that I have any any memory like that. Yeah, but things like I I have a memory and I know that it is false. It is demonstrably false. But I have a memory of when I was like five or six, hanging out with my, what do you call the son of your godparents? Like your god brother? Yeah, 
something like that. Sure, sure. We'll we'll go with that. We'll go with God, Jesus. brother. Yeah, you call him your your Jesus yeah. brother. Yeah, it's my Jesus brother. So I was hanging out with my Jesus brother in my sure. mom's bedroom with my cousin, and we're both like five or six, and he's probably eighteen, and we're like spinning around on my mom's bed or something, and then, in my memory, I fall and hit my face on her footboard, and I'm all bloody and it hurts. But the reality is that happened to my cousin. I just I was just <laughs> there just watching it. it, and he was it's very traumatizing. Out. Still, yeah, he was freaking out because he was in charge of us at the time. He may have even been like babysitting us. I don't know. But, but my, the last time that Jesus kid brother. ever babysat anybody, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably. Last time somebody asked him to, he just starts rocking to himself, yeah. like, "No, I can't do it. It's not my fault." <laughs> I'd look him up, but his name is Chris Miller, so I'm never going to yeah, find him. Yeah, good luck. I went to school with a Chris Miller. Yeah. I doubt he was your fucking. It could have. It could have been. I don't know. I think they, <laughs> they lived in Linden for a long time, but they might have lived in Manteca. <laughs> I don't know. We had that episode where I found my godfather on LinkedIn. And then That's he, fun. He accepted, oh, yeah. he accepted my connection request, but then I think that was it. Let's see. I have <laughs> five notifications on LinkedIn. Congratulate Rocky Rhodes for two years at some place that he made up. Congratulate Craig for one year at Woodland Opera House. No. Why does it always tell me to congratulate people? All right, my network. Invitations, Jim Chong. I am do not ever do anything with Jim Chong, either of you. He's the worst man in existence. Noted. I don't I don't know who that is. Uh, good. good. Alright. Well, let's see. My connections. I think he connected with me. Yeah, Kent Miller, retired fire marshal. Because he used to be the fire marshal for the Stockton Port. Oh. Yeah, and I made huh. a connection with him, and uh, that was about it, because I would talk to him. Send him a message. Hey, Kent, it's CJ, and that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to hit send and call it good. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait, okay, Zach, what's your dad's name? Uh, Steve. Staven. His name is Staven. That's what I thought. That's what I thought this entire time. I've been thinking somebody else was your dad that wasn't your dad. So I was gonna I was about to ask a man if he was Zach's daddy, but he's not Zach's daddy. <laughs> oh, there's a guy I know who you're talking about. Yeah, a, he's a much bigger guy. Steven is is shorter. His name is David. Yeah. The he works oh. <laughs> He works like, over yeah, in no, uh, like lunch meat you. and produce. Mostly lunch yep. meat from what I've seen. Lunch meat and milk. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I saw your brother two days in a row. He had he got he got on two days in a row. Yeah, yeah, he said that he saw you briefly, yeah. It just long enough to say hello basically both times because he's very yeah. busy as a bagger. But uh, Yeah, got him running all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> but but Zach's brother is a bagger at that very same location, James. Oh yeah. what's his name? His name is Kyle. Kyle. But he prefers to go by Keele. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just listen what, to does, CJ. <laughs> what does he look like? Does he have any descriptive qualities? Paul. He's tall. tall. He's the tallest yeah. male bagger they have for sure, with a beard. Ah, with a beard. Yeah, yeah. Not not a very long beard. Yeah. No, but 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 beard nonetheless. Yeah. He wants to be a bear, but he's more of an otter. <laughs> oh, I'll tell him you said that. You should. I'll text it to him. I don't care. 
Oh, man. Kyle, CJ says, you wish you were a bear, but you're actually an otter. <laughs> He's like, fuck you, I'm not an otter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a twink. Yeah, you know you're not. He's right, exactly. I used to, did you do that in school? Did you go to people and be like, hey, man, do your parents know you're gay? And they're like, no. <laughs> ah, you should fucking tell them. <laughs> No, oh but I wish I had <laughs> for several guys. Yeah, the correct response is I'm not gay, you know, because right. then there's not really anything you can say to that. But like, no, they get all offended. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Are you still beating your wife? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? Excuse me. No, I'm not. Dude, I'm glad you got reformed. Yeah, thank <laughs> God. I'm sure she's yeah. happy. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Zach, how's your week been? What have you been up to this week? Uh, you know, not not a whole lot. Um, no, I didn't do anything this week, but uh, next weekend I'm actually flying out to Colorado with my dad and my brother. Hey, nice. Yeah, just for a couple of days, fly out Friday night, get back Sunday afternoon. You guys you gonna catch a game or something? Yeah, it is yeah, yeah. Just kind of gonna start uh, try it, and you know, eventually get to all the different uh, baseball stadiums. For the major league baseball stadiums. That's oh, awesome. that's cool. So, that's yeah, it's a, a good goal. Just in like so, a low key uh, way, just sort of you know, low key. We're gonna here and there. Yeah, exactly. You know, if it happens, good. If not, then it's not that big of a deal. You know, that's but you know, gonna start working towards it. If if we get lucky, then maybe go to uh, you know three or four different ones this year, and then go from there. Nice. I yeah. like that. I like that a lot. How uh, you guys you, got any plans for the? Oh, I'm sorry. What, what were you saying, James? I was going to say, which ones have you been to so far? Uh, so far, just uh, AT&T uh, for the Giants and the Coliseum uh-huh. for Oakland. I haven't okay. been to any other major league stadiums. I've been to those. I've been to Padres. I think that's it. Yeah, I've been to those and Wrigley. Oh, and, nice. And uh Rayleigh Field once, but there was nothing playing on it. It was weird. I just knew a guy that worked there. Huh. Oh, he was nice. like, hey, come in here. Yeah. I know the address to Wrigley Field because of the Blues Brothers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 1060 West Addison. It's funny bringing that up. Um, that's actually, if I go to another pair of baseball stadiums this year in August, um, the White Sox and the Cubs are both playing in Chicago on the same weekend, so I might fly oh. to Chicago this Dude, you should. in August you should. and on like uh, you know Friday go see the Cubs and like Saturday go see the White Sox or something like that. That's a great. You idea. should get a uh, pizza Giordano's if you're doing it. Giordano's, yeah. Or so Bocchi's is a New York style, and they'll give you a giant slice, but it's thin and just like regular pizza, right? Okay. But Giordano's is Chicago style, and it's backwards. They do, you know, deep dish, and the sauce is on the top, right? So it's like the crust, and then like cheese, and then sausage, and then cheese, and then sauce. The whole huh. thing is like a pie, right? Um, but the sausage—if you get a sausage pizza, like it's about an inch thick, and it covers the entire pizza. And I'm talking oh like three God. feet of just so amazing. Wow. And they'll freeze it for you, and you can even send it home. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys ever gotten pizza in uh, in Berkeley? I have not. No. There's a lot of really good pizza places in Berkeley, and there's one specifically called Fat Slice. Oh, okay. Where it's it's like it's it's perfect. It's right on Telegraph. It's like downtown Fat Berkeley. Fat Slice or Bat Slice? 
fat. Holy rusted metal bats, man. <laughs> no, fat. <laughs> fat as in this. I can't believe how large this slice ah, is. This is a fat slice. Because it's about a quarter of a pizza. That's my uh, that's my street name, Fat Slice. <laughs> I always recommend anyone who's never like if you're ever going to go to Berkeley, which which you should from time to time go to Berkeley. It's important. But um, if you've ever been to Berkeley, go to Fat Slice and get a Fat Slice. It's it's the jankiest little restaurant, but the pizza's fantastic. They gave you a quarter of a pizza. I remember one time I in high school I went to Berkeley with a bunch of friends and we just like went to Berkeley and got drunk and ran around, literally ran around with, there were four of us. We split into two groups, two of the guys, like we, first we went to the concert that we were going to go watch at, uh, the Gilman street project, which is a great concert venue. It's a co-op. That's why they call it a project. So all four of us went to the concert. And then when the concert was over, we split into two pairs and me and my friend Jeremiah just, we went, we literally went on a run. We were just like, nah, we're just going to go run. And so we just started running through the Berkeley Hills for like, okay. <laughs> for like two hours. Not running, running, like jogging. But for like two hours, we were just jogging through the Berkeley Hills. And it was amazing. And then by the time we were done, or by the time we decided we were done, we were like, you know what? Let's go to Fat Slice. So we had to figure out figure our way back to Fat Slice, which involved a run across, a run through the campus of UC Berkeley. And we got to Fat Slice five minutes before they closed with literally just enough money in our pockets to buy two slices. And it was great. It was, it was an amazing night. And we met up with the other this, two guys who went off and did whatever the hell they did. I'm just wondering when you dosed, when you took your freaking acid, because that's like the perfect <laughs> adventure. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to run for two hours and have some pizza. What? <laughs> no, that was just fueled by whiskey. I mean, that was just, <laughs> that's all that happened there. We just had a bunch of whiskey. And then we, we went into his car. Oh, yeah, we never met up with the other two people in Berkeley. Because, oh, okay. Because we went in two cars. So me and Jeremiah went to his car, and he drove us home. And then the other two guys went to the other car, and they went home whenever they went home. But we, we we ran to Fat Slice, got the last Fat Slice at 2 a.m. And then we went to the car and we sort of tried to sleep for like 30 minutes. And then we went, eh, oh, let's yeah. just drive back. And so then we just drove home. <laughs> Man, that's goes, that goes into my... my I was just, Another podcast I was listening to today was talking about, like they were talking about these stories about times they should have died okay and all these people who die when they did not deserve to die like died in a fluke accident whatever you just got your first volkswagen cabriolet and the first night that you're out driving with all your friends you accidentally run off the road and all four people in the car die right that happens far too often with a 17 year old girl at the wheel or whatever I have all these instances in my life where I'm like, yeah, there's a, I really earned, I earned death. I, yeah, I did a bunch of stupid stuff and should have died and then instead didn't. And here I am. Are there specific instances where you're like, yeah, like had it been, you know, inch to the left or whatever would have been dead. No, it's all kinds of stuff like that. I don't know if you guys have ever done this. Have you ever gone like if you're in a place where there's a lot of snow Let's say there's five feet of snow. 
I'm sure you've never done this because I think maybe I'm the only person in the world who's ever done this. Okay. <laughs> You're in a place. You jump head first in. Close. You climb to the top of a two-story house, and then you just free fall into the snow. <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. never done that, but that definitely sounds like something you would do. Yeah, I've done this. I did this over and over and over one day. And it was in an area where there were any number of things that could have been hidden in the five feet of snow that could have killed me. Right. I could have landed on yeah. a rock. A rock. Or a, a three-inch wide tree stump. Yeah. Or any number of things. And and I didn't, but... Fire hydrant. Yeah. <laughs> the, the worst thing I did with the snow, you were actually involved with CJ, was when you, me, Matt, and Brian went to uh, big trees, but there's too many people, so we drove like half an hour past it and just yeah. pulled off on the side of the road and started hiking with no um, like gear deep into the woods. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally... the smartest thing I've ever heard. Probably. <laughs> yeah. No, it's real stupid. You just go out there and you're just like, Hey, we're young and we're stupid and we're just going to do stuff. You're about yeah, like no supplies or anything. Time, 20. Uh, no, we're, I think we're 16 or 17. 16, yeah. 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 That's about it. You're invincible back then. Oh Yeah. Because that's yeah. that's before your frontal lobe is fully, like, formed, so you're not making rational decisions. Yeah, it's what like, about... hey, you know, we want to go, you know, wander through the snow. Okay, let's go, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's too many people. Let's go where there's more snow and less people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what about the opposite? Because this is something that has always intrigued me, too. Like, random moments of, like, ninja. Like, random complete where you're just, like, you rise above and, like, your physical prowess is, like, the best right then. Or, like, your luck is, like, immaculate. Like, okay, here's here's mine. Like, one of my most ninja moments, right? I was, uh, I was in a loft apartment in Chicago, and I was rolling a joint. And the, there were these two dudes in front of me that were invoking the spirit of Del Close. So they were, like, doing this weird drunken chant. You know, and, like, that ultimately culminated in them, like, setting a small fire inside of an ashtray, you know, and, like, worshipping it, right? So so this is going on directly in front of me on the opposite side of my table. Well, there is a roof access point right behind me to, you know, to get on the roof, you know, the building. And But the, the only way up there is with a ladder, right? So people are climbing up this ladder, going up onto the roof, and all of a sudden somebody kicks over the ladder right and so meanwhile i'm rolling this joint and it just the ladder is falling almost on me i reach over one hand don't drop any of the weed that i'm using calmly put the ladder down to the ground and just go back to rolling the joint right <laughs> and these dudes stopped their fucking chant and they were like that was the most amazing fucking shit they were yeah. like that is del close right there <laughs> like he didn't spill <laughs> any of his weed and i was like ah. You know, but so like that's one of my you know non death yeah like ninja moments. Just like oh, that here's is... the ladder, and it was like like time slowed down. You know, like oh, yeah. I'm just gonna grab this and grab float it, it mm-hmm. down to the ground real quick. That is very Del Close. You know, Del Close used to tell people that if you took acid, you peed most of it out. <laughs> he was a fucker. So he would he... lie right to your face. Exactly. So he instructed his followers because Del Close <laughs> absolutely had followers. Oh yeah. He instructed them to save their pee from while they were on acid so they could drink it later because it would still get them high. Yeah. <laughs> he was a motherfucker. Yeah. He hung out with like Timothy Leary and uh um Grateful Dead. What was his name? Jerry Garcia. Jerry Garcia. Like he was big on the like the L S D trip, you know, back yeah. in the sixties when it fucking 
someday I'll get my 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 dull close impression down. It's, it's yeah, still iffy, but it's more like McKay. You get over yeah. here and try that one more time. That's that's pretty much it. With a little bit more like Larry King, or a little, not, little not Larry more Larry King, King. Larry a lot more cigarettes little, little, involved, a little more Larry Flint. I I have yet yeah. to see a picture yeah. of Del Close without a pack of cigarettes in his shirt pocket. No, agreed, agreed. <laughs> Zach, do you have so, a lucky episode like that? As I have, I have a story that is going to zag off of this and take us away from the, <laughs> from the discussion. <laughs> Not anything as spectacular as James's. No. But anything. Just like, there's like little things like, you know, drop something with one hand and catch it with another hand. Oh, yeah. Not, nothing as, as impressive as James. So, invoking the spirit of Del Close makes me think of to go with the Del Close style of improv. Makes me think of, um, there was this time... When I don't, I don't remember how old I was because I do not remember how old I was when Heath Ledger died. But I killed Heath Ledger because because you put it out in the universe, you son of a bitch. Here's what happened: one night I was <laughs> hanging out with my with my friend Kabigas, and we were talking about how much we hated Heath Ledger. We're like Heath Ledger was is such a son of a bitch. He's the worst actor alive. He. <laughs> Because we're we're at that time we were working off of a Knight's Tale, and right, and ten things I hate about you, ten things I hate about you, stuff like that. We're like, he is the worst actor alive. He should just die. So we just decide <laughs> Heath Ledger just needs to die. He's the worst guy around. Everybody knows this. <laughs> of course he should die. So we just put all the stuff out in the universe about how much we hate him and how much he needs to die. And do you know what was in the news the next morning? Heath Ledger yeah. died last night. He did. And we were not privy to the fact that Heath Ledger had done all of his best work just prior to, <laughs> to dying. And just after he died, all of these movies were going to come out that would feature him doing the best work that he could have done. So we accidentally killed Heath Ledger, basically. I mean, we killed him on purpose. <laughs> but because of the reasoning for our killing him, it was an accident. So we tried a couple weeks later, after Dark Knight came out, we tried to do the same to Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, good luck. And it didn't it didn't work. And I still hate Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember, but there used to be this commercial that would happen just before you watched a movie where it was Forrest Whitaker giving a speech and then someone in the audience would, uh, their phone would go off and he'd like give them a look and then go on with the speech and then they'd silence their phone. And it was all about like silence your phone during important events, like watching this movie. And I'll never forget this. I was sitting there with someone and I was just talking a stream full of shit on Forrest Whitaker and how much I hated him. And I hated his goddamn lazy eye. And Forrest <laughs> Whitaker is the worst thing to ever happen to anyone. And everyone hates Forrest Whitaker. And there was this 60 year old dude sitting right in front of me who turned around. He went, Hey, don't diss the lazy eye. And then turned back around and sat down <laughs> <laughs> that was his only issue with all of our comments was that we were dissing <laughs> Forrest Whitaker's lazy eye. 
Yeah. I hate Forrest Whitaker <laughs> to this day. I, he's the worst actor alive. Forrest so, Goddamn okay. Whitaker. Yes, I will agree with you. But I have heard from multiple sources that he has got the best Cockney accent of a non-Cockney speaker, like of a, of a non-Brit. And I, I couldn't. I haven't actually found any footage of him doing it. But Michael Caine is one that said that the best that he'd ever heard was from Forrest Whitaker. I'd allow that. You know what? Especially just in thinking about it. So Forrest Whitaker and Donald Glover are now both in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because Forrest oh, really? Whitaker was featured heavily in Black Panther. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. He was. And Donald Glover, I don't know if you guys remember Ocean's Eleven, gave yeah. the worst performance of a Cockney accent, I think, ever in the history of cinema. Wait, uh, Donald Glover was in Ocean's Eleven? Donald Glover was a Cockney explosives expert. No, um, that was Don Cheadle. Sorry, not Donald Glover, Don Cheadle. Regardless, everything I've said other than the names remains true. Yeah, because he is in the MCU, yeah. <laughs> Regardless, everything we've been talking about is yeah. exactly true, except for the except people we've for the been part that where I got the Dons mixed up. Don <laughs> Cheadle has the worst Cockney accent of anyone yeah. alive in Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, it, the part where he goes, "We're all going to be in Bonnie Rubble," and they go, "What?" and he goes, "Bonnie Rubble, Rubble." Trouble! That's the worst yeah. version of a Cockney accent to ever happen in a movie. So I'm glad that Forrest Whitaker has the best Cockney accent of someone who's not Cockney. Maybe he should replace Don Cheadle as Iron Patriot. Because Don Cheadle is looking real old as of uh, Avengers Infinity Wars. Is that the name of the movie? Yes. The most recent one, yeah. yeah. He was looking real old, which fits with his character because he recently broke his spine. Right, and he's, yeah, you know, haggard. Yeah, yeah. You, what does he say? You broke my roadie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> way back way back in uh, Civil War. Yeah. You broke my just roadie. just watched that the day on, on Netflix. <laughs> That's a great movie. God, Civil yeah. War. I think I think that and, and Winter Soldier is still like my two favorite ones. Civil War is so good too. Yeah, James, what is your favorite MCU movie? So okay, I still have not seen the five aforementioned. I haven't seen uh, really? Spider Man Homecoming. I haven't seen uh, Black Panther. I haven't seen Ultron. I've not seen Ant Man. You haven't seen and- Ultron. Oh, Correct. Man, you're way far back. There. I know, and I can't find it anywhere. Other you than mean party at CJ's house? <laughs> yeah, I just no, I bought them no all. Joke. I just own them. <laughs> you know, Serious? Anytime, come on by. We'll I, watch them. All right, we should do that soon then. Yeah, I'm super duper into that shit. Yeah, I mean, like, like for for whatever reason, I don't I don't quite get this. I'm sure it will make sense as time goes on. Um Ant-Man, for right now, is the only movie that you can skip and you won't actually miss any plot points. Now, well, okay, how yeah, but is Deadpool to it? Because I've seen the first Deadpool. Okay, because even in the, the behind the scenes, or like not behind the scenes, but like the after the credits. Oh, is there a thing? I don't know. I've never seen Deadpool. Oh, oh you should I believe it. It just—it's not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I see so few movies that I have to prioritize. That's true. Yeah. So if it's not literally part of MCU, then I—it's not a priority. 
But yeah, I found a picture that I'm trying to send you guys. <laughs> I can't send it to you on Skype. Oh, I don't know okay. how to do that. It's in, how do I do that in the robot? Um, you would hit attachment, the little clipboard, and then this video. Send photos. Wait, where? So if you go down to the bottom where you would type, there's a little little paper clip. So click that. I'm on my phone here. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were on your computer. I have hey, no idea yeah, what to do on your phone. Let me try that. Sure. Hold on. Try this newfangled technology, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> While we're uh, on the MCU, yeah. what did you think of uh, Black Panther, CJ? I, I don't know if you've said anything about it yet. I haven't. Um, I, I thought Black Panther was very good. I thought it was... Because I have now seen um, Infinity War, I'm glad I watched Black Panther first. Yeah, you could still have watched Infinity War without it, but you would have been a little yeah, lost. Yeah, I would have been a little more lost. Whereas, like, like for Ant Man, the only thing Ant Man brings to the table is a little bit more backstory into why he shows up in Civil War. Yeah, right. Where you now don't is need it in it. the 80s? Because I tried to do some wiki on it and. It's something about Hank Pym to, like did like in the eighties. No, oh, flashbacks, but it's, it starts it's set in like present, which is very weird. The flashbacks because they take <laughs> Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas obviously did all the actual acting for the Michael Douglas character in the eighties, but okay. then they sort of reverse engineered it. So young that, CGI, yeah, it was like young they did with Downey. Yeah, so it was like it was it was Wall Street era Michael Douglas acting. Today it was very weird. Um, okay, so how do I? I'm, I'm back on the picture. How do I? Okay, do so are you in Skype? On the on the computer? Oh no. Okay. No. I don't. I don't know how to do it on your phone. Well, son of a bitch. Do you oh, see a little? Just do it via text. Do you see a chat bubble? You can also text it to us. Yeah. Hold on a second. Okay. I've never used Skype on my phone, so I have no idea how to work it on the phone. So anyway, Black Panther, I thought it was great. I knew that I could have missed it by the time I got all the information, but I still thought it was great, and I was glad I watched it. Yeah, I pretty much agree. I yeah. think they've really, in the last uh, few movies they've had have all really been, like, solid. Good. Yeah. Did you guys watch when the guy who played Black Panther hosted SNL? No, I didn't know he hosted SNL. When was that? <laughs> I don't... It, it was a couple weeks ago. I... Don't I haven't seen the whole episode. I've only seen one sketch, and the sketch is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Um the basis of the sketch is like a mother and father are sitting down to dinner with their adult daughter and her new boyfriend. And the new boyfriend is Black Panther guy. <laughs> okay. And it's just a regular, it's, you know, it's super regular scene, and they're all just kind of chatting around. And then the parents go like, oh, we're so lame, you know, we go to bed at nine. And every now and then we want to get real crazy, we'll watch a movie. And it's like, okay. And then, the, then it's like, the other day we watched uh, Coco. And it was so great. Coco was probably the best animated movie we've ever seen. Which is a very normal thing for like 40, 50, 60 year old parents to say. Sure. You know? <laughs> so then T'Challa, Mr. Black Panther guy, he just starts laughing. <laughs> I'm like, what? what? What are you laughing about? And he's like, oh, I'm just laughing at that joke you made. 
saying that Coco is the best animated movie you've ever seen. I'm like, what are you, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> what joke? Yeah. And he goes, well, it's not because the greatest animated movie of all time is Shrek. and then it proceeds to be this huge argument but not really an (laughs) argument but him like pissed that they don't recognize the fact that Shrek is the greatest movie of all time (laughs) and and them not caring like totally not caring they're like why are we why are we having this conversation we thought Coco was good Shrek was fine it's all what do you mean fine fine Shrek is the greatest animated movie. Are you kidding me? Murphy, Myers, Diaz, Lithgow. It's got the best vocal talent of any animated movie that's ever been made. It's so funny. You got to check it out. SNL Shrek, I think, will get you there. Every now and again, like, SNL is hit and miss. Every now and again, they have a sketch that just fucking slays me to my core. Yeah. We're in a weird lull, but also we're in a weird place where sometimes the sketches are the most amazing things I've ever seen. Have you seen the epic cherry battle between no. uh, Gabernet, whatever her name is, um, Gabernet Sauvignon, or whatever her name is the, no, the that's precious the wine, precious yeah. Gabernet, <laughs> precious the same thing, Gabernet Sauvignon, <laughs> uh, G- Gabori Walker, right, uh, and then and uh, Andy, what is his name, the one I, on Brooklyn Nine Nine? I know who you're talking about, and Sandberg. Yep, that's the one. Yeah. Epic cherry battle between her and him. So there's there's a weird thing happening right now on SNL that I think I'm very I'm an, I'm in a very small minority on. In 2000, I'm going to call it Well, first of all, I fell in love with vlogging in 2007. Okay. And a lot of that that was before everything was on YouTube and I used to have to go to all these different <laughs> websites to go watch all the vlogs I loved and a lot of them ended up on on YouTube. Yeah. But so now I'm in a weird position where there are two guys on SNL right now who used to have this comedy channel on YouTube that I loved. It was called Good Neighbor Stuff. It had all these amazing, amazing videos, and I loved this, and it was one of my few subscriptions on YouTube. And now, two of those guys are on SNL. Beck Bennett and uh, Kyle Mooney. Dude, Beck Bennett used to be on these commercials that just fucking slayed me. He was talking to these little kids. Do you remember these commercials? No. So I can't even remember, like, what... Like, it was before I started seeing him on Saturday Night Live, but he was dressed up in a suit, and he was just interviewing these little kids, and it was so hilarious. Oh, AT&T, AT&T. AT&T, yeah. That must have been it. They they cracked me up every single time I saw them. Yes, I remember these. But that's the thing. It was like, it was crazy once those guys, because I'm sure, because there were three guys on the YouTube channel. I'm sure all three of them applied to be on SNL, and one of them did not make it. Beck Bennett, who are the other two? Kyle Mooney and, uh, let's see, Good Neighbor Stuff. Good Neighbor Stuff. Kyle Mooney, Beck Bennett, and Nick Rutherford. Rutherford. Oh, that guy. He was on The Office a couple of times. He was on Parks and Rec a couple of times. 
And Drunk History. Drunk History, yes. Yeah. So he's so, still he's as, still doing okay. He just didn't make it onto SNL. Even as a writer? Because uh, a lot of the time they do. So. Yeah, former writer. Oh, he was a writer. He was a writer? Well, Beck yeah. Bennett is now Mike Pence on SNL, so he's... Right. He's, he's done. He's good. He's a, <laughs> yeah, he's a face character. Yeah. And Kyle, Kyle Mooney is, is the new digital short guy because they're basically doing good neighbor stuff, films as digital shorts. Okay. Taking over the Andy Samberg role. They're they're amazing. Anyway, I don't remember what my original point was, but uh, <laughs> those guys are great. I've been watching them for ten years, and now they're on SNL. There's this really great um, hook themed video that they have, where they're it's called like unbelievable dinner or something. Where one of okay. them is like, I cooked you all dinner. And he's like putting out all these empty plates on the table. Here's this, here's that, here's this. And he's like, oh, it's so good. And then the other one's like, wait, all of them are like, what the fuck? Are you, these are, you told us you'd make us dinner and you're just putting empty plates on the table. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> he's like, no, you just have to believe. And then one of them starts believing. He's like, oh, it's so good. And he just is like putting handfuls of food in his mouth and smoking a big cigar. And the, the last one's like, guys, come on. We have to – we're supposed to have dinner. And instead, all we're doing is looking at empty plates and pretending that there's food in them. Come on. And then eventually he believes. But it's great. It's a, good, it's a great hook joke. Probably in like honor of Robin Williams passing Oh no! This or was is years before. before. Years before. Years before. Good. But see, and I, I love Neither. stuff like that. That's like completely specific. Well, you have to know that movie in order to get that reference. Oh yeah, there, there's no way you're going to enjoy the sketch unless you know it. Okay, so this came out in 2008, and the the only video description is Kyle cooked nothing again. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's a MILF. The drinking game is fun. Oh, apparently they're on That's... Brooklyn Nine-Nine. There's a good one called Is My Roommate Gay? <laughs> this guy busts into this guy's room and he's like, oh, are you gay, man? He's like, no, no, I'm not gay. Are you kidding me? And he's like making <laughs> out with a guy and there's gay porn all over the place and there's gay porn all over his computer. He's like, oh, oh. Oh, you! Oh, who put that on here? Oh, I didn't want to kiss that guy. Come on! Oh, oh, oh! I'm not gay. You know that. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> you just get out of here for like 45 minutes, and I'll figure out why the hell this hot guy with his shirt off is in my room. Yeah, we'll go to the bar. We'll pick up some girls. I'm not. I'm not gay. Come on! <laughs> We've gone down a rabbit hole where our listeners hate us because we're probably not saying any <laughs> interesting information. <laughs> I'm just talking uh, that's, about, what, that's, the, that's what the fun Yeah, that's, what, that's the fun of the show, guys. Come yeah. on, stick with us. Stick with us. Start Googling things alongside us. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's half of what the show is, is us Googling things, yeah. you know? I got three episodes I still need to upload. 
And then I got this one. Woo! Do you guys have any cures for when you throw out your lower back? Um, go to the mall. <laughs> Just hang out of the mall? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, Weberstown Mall has the best massage place I've ever been to. I have paid three times as much for massages as I ever have at Bay Area Pain Care, and they're the only place where I actually leave there feeling good. Really? Bay Area Pain Care, Weberstown Mall, they're towards the back. If you walk in the front of the mall, they're all the way towards whatever that is, the hell that is, Macy's or JCPenney or some shit. Okay. Um, you take your shirt off, you lay on a table, and they do like an actual massage. Okay. And they will help you. That's the only advice I can give. That's fair. And now Zach will tell you. On the ground for a good portion of the night last night, it didn't do very much good. Why? You slept on the ground in order to help? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's weird. Uh, Why? (laughs) Do you think that would not... Has that helped you in the past? Yeah, the, the flat surface. You know, you lay on your back with something underneath your legs, underneath your knees specifically. Oh, okay. So, so you, you have something. Okay. I thought yeah. you were completely just... It's just like, flat. you know what? I'm going to shake up my life and see how this helps me. <laughs> Sleep on a heart. No, no, yeah. I, I, yeah. That, <laughs> There's that, a method to the madness. Yeah, no, that was the picture in my mind, and I'm like... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, well, that's why your back is fucked up because you've been sleeping on the ground, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were talking about like a camping trip or something. Oh so, yeah, no. Oh yeah, no. I I went from the bed to the the ground hmm. on purpose. It had been going like all day yesterday, and then, so every like when it goes that way. Like, there's nothing I can do. It's just every movement of my legs is fucking pain, hmm. you know? And so I used to take Flexeril, um, but I can't really take that anymore because of my stomach. So I what think, is that? Is that like a like a heavy-duty pain med? It, yeah, it's a muscle relaxer. For It's an hmm. antispasmodic, you know, that yeah. that seems to, like, like, centralize or focus on my low back. Hmm. So, but it also knocks me out. Like, I take one and it makes me go right to sleep for like 12 to 14 to 18 hours. Yeah. Oh. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Which is cool sometimes, but like, you know, you lose a whole day. You do something. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. exactly. You know. Well, are you off tomorrow? I think you could take one tonight. I could take one tonight if I had any. Oh. I, uh, I don't have any currently. There was probably one in there, but it's probably super duper expired. And, you know, it's like, what are you really doing at that point? Like, I can right. take three or four, you know, and, or not. Yeah. You know, or, that gets, you, know, that you, gets don't, you don't really know. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> for sure. So, um, but yeah, I, I may end up sleeping on the ground again. Hmm. I've luckily only, like, you know, I've, I've been lucky enough that I've only really, like, thrown out my back once. I just, oh, yeah. did, I just did the thing with the uh, with the you know put a I'm see I'm normally a slide a side sleeper but what yeah. I did was um, I just forced myself to lay on my back and put you know pillow under my knees. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. See, I sleep I sleep with about a hundred thousand pillows. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. I think <laughs> the actual number is something like eight. I have about eight pillows that I use in different 
I just, I, you know, they're like building blocks. I just build whatever I need with my pillows and that's how I sleep. Huh. But so I've had a back issue where I hurt my back a couple weeks back when I had norovirus by staying in bed for over 12 hours. Right. But kind of propped up because I always sleep kind of propped up. And then, but, but doing that for over 12 hours, I hurt something right in the part where my back started to bend. And the last time I went to Bay Area Pain Care, my wife wanted to go in the chair instead of on the table. And I didn't want to make her feel weird about doing something different. So I went on the chair too. And then I just left the massage feeling worse than when I started. So don't <laughs> don't go on the chair. Yeah, no, so when your back already hurts. <laughs> yeah. Where we all three of us are tall enough. The biggest issue with the chair was that I was too tall for the chair. And they are adjustable, but most of the time they, they don't take the they time didn't, to do they, that. They didn't bother to adjust anything. She just went, "Ooh, I'm I'm doing it too hard." And I was like, "No, there's first of all for me in a back massage, there is no such thing as too hard." Right. What you're doing is pushing it so that I start straightening my spine and then not following that. Because that's huge in back massages. Like you hit a spot where I like start straightening out and I'm, I'm just, without knowing it, straightening my spine out. Like that's huge. Follow that. Make that more. But instead she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm doing it too hard. <laughs> so I need to go back to Barrier King pain care soon and get like a good massage instead of the one I got. That's one thing I miss about being a massage therapist. Like getting massages was just a regular part of my life. I would get like oh, one really? a week or every two weeks to practice because you know I mean? people needed to practice. Well, yeah. And cause you trade, right? Cause uh, I have a pliable skill and you have a pliable skill and we both yeah. have the same Wednesday afternoon off. So let's fucking swap. Yes. Right. See, I've done it. I don't know what, what style yours was, but I've done all kinds of styles, and I can tell you that acupressure is the only one that is worth a damn. Yeah, so mine, the, and I found, and it was, it was a weird thing, because, like, I was trained in five modalities. Um, I did um, Swedish massage, I did uh, some, not acupuncture, it was shiatsu, but that has tenets of acupuncture in it. Yes. Or not puncture, pressure, right, pressure. Yeah. Uh, so we did Swedish shiatsu. Uh, spa, which contained like hot stone and like body scrubs and like mud, you know, that sort of thing, mud soaks. Um, and uh, therapeutic, which contained pressure point. Uh, and what my what I ended up doing the most was something called trigger point, which is uh, it's really like participatory. And a lot of people weren't super duper into it because I was like, you know, it. It involved a lot of talking. I would like stick my elbow in the in a giant knot in your back and be mm. like, "Okay, what's the what's the pain?" Yeah, on a scale from one to ten, you know. And they're like, "Okay, it's a four. And I'm like, "Okay, well, we want it to sit between a six and an eight. So I'm going to give you a little bit more, and you let me know when it's about a six and an eight, and then I hold it here until it goes down to a zero, right? You know. But mm -hmm. a lot of people are like, "I just want to relax. I just want to fucking go to sleep." Which is, you know, I could do that. I could absolutely do that. But it's like you're not going to get any better by doing that. Yeah. See, you know, that's you're what I waste want. An hour. There's no one around right. around here that does what you were talking about because that is what I want. Right. Make me hurt so that later I will feel good. 
Right. And that's the thing. And I, you, you had to tell him, like, it's, it should never be more than an eight. It should never be hurt, hurt. Just be a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Swedish is fucking garbage. To just yeah. Sweet, anyone going to get a Swedish massage, don't bother because you're going to feel the same. You want a specifically <laughs> therapeutic massage, it sounds like. Yeah. Well, that's what I get at Bay Area Pain Care is they're like, we're right. going to kind of hurt you a little bit. During and it's fine, yeah. And you'll leave you going deep tissue. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. You want deep tissue massage because that's the only thing that's actually going to solve any problems. But yeah, I met like week five or six of my back being bad. Oh man! But I don't, I don't have opportunity to go get that fixed. And you don't have carpet, so you can't even just sleep on the floor. You got hardwood mm. everywhere. It's hardwood all over the place, man. It's either hardwood or tile, any room you walk into. Got to go with the wood on that one. Somehow my mind makes it softer. It's yep. not. It's not at all softer. It's hard as shit. But my mind is like, oh, well, it's not tile. So. I'm pretty sure I don't. I don't have. I don't have uh, any backup on this, but I'm pretty sure the wood is fake, and it might as well be tile. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Then it's just like a plastic cushion and you're basically, yeah. Yeah. How, okay, so I'm, I can't apparently download Skype on my iMac. I tried <laughs> to send you guys a text message, but I can't do it while I'm talking. Okay. It's uh, basically a picture, and I'm sure both of you have seen it. It's Forest Whitaker versus Desert Whitaker. <laughs> okay, so now I'm going to look that up. Forest yes. Whitaker yeah. versus Desert Whitaker. Did you get the text? I have not gotten it. <laughs> it just cracks me up. Oh my God. Oh, is it just him smiling next to pyramids? That's so the, the top one is him one. looking all like contemplative in the middle in of the forest. forest. And yeah. the bottom one is him just like super duper happy in the middle of a desert. Yeah, apparently that's where he belongs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny right now. Oh, I don't know. Because it's his name. Forest versus desert. Oh, Lord. God, I hate Forrest Whitaker. He's the worst person alive. Do you remember the the movie Phenomenon? No. Wherein, speaking of superpowers, John Travolta gets some sort of telekinesis and, like, weird, like, powers. And you find out, he thinks that it's aliens, but you find out that it's a brain tumor. No. Oh. What? This, this is, is also, oh, there. This also helps explain the last couple scenes of uh, Dead Man's Cell Phone that I didn't understand and then Pussy helped me with. What's that? The end of Dead Man's Cell Phone didn't make any sense at all. And on purpose, I'm sure. But I was like, what the hell is going on? And then my (laughs) wife and I discussed it. And we couldn't figure it out, and I was supposed to ask you, and then I kept forgetting, and then I eventually asked Putsy, and she was like, oh, she just had a massive head injury, so people were telling her very normal things, but she was hearing them irregularly, because she just got a massive head injury, so like the mom just going like, oh, throw a steak on the fire, which was already weird, was okay, and then her going... And running into the quote-unquote fire that the steaks were cooking on was normal. See, I kind of disagree with that analysis, actually. I'd love to hear it. Uh, So, okay. 
I think the whole thing was an allegory. You're, it's not really supposed to make sense too much, right? You have to take into account when the story was written. Yeah. Right? It was written before cell phones really were this this attached to your hand. The story like, was, was just outdated by the time SCT decided to produce it. It was not. Yeah, correct. Correct. It's uh, not that relevant anymore because no. social media is so prevalent. Everybody's moved on. Yeah. You know what I mean? No one answers so, like, cell phone calls. Right, right. Or when the phone know, rings, you, you have to answer it, right? Right. Like, no. If you do, you're aware. <laughs> you kidding me? Bastard. Yeah. Right. No. Can't remember um, the last phone call I answered. Right. No. I. I you guys. That's it. <laughs> yeah. One call a week. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the end of it was was just to sort of wrap it up because because ultimately the the show is about finding. It's about the people that you spend your time with and the activities that you spend your time doing become the thing that defines you in the end, right? Becomes the thing that transcends what, what you live here doing, right? You, you go to your laundromat doing the thing that you love the most. So whatever, the, whatever you're doing the most is, is, you know, even if it's not what you're doing the most, like whatever your, your mind is at the most when you're doing it is, is what you're going to be doing forever. Right. So the whole thing is about like, like Jean now seizing that for herself. Right. Mm. So like like she wasn't sure if she loved, you know, because Gordon is telling her that he loved that she loved him. And that's why why she's seeing him right then, that she yeah. loved him the most. And that's why she goes to kiss him. She's like, well, do I fucking love you? You know, but really, she's like, no, I love Dwight. I love your brother. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that. And I should have told him that. But I didn't tell him that. Right. So that was the whole thing. The whole thing was was for her and Ignorosis of coming to the realization that she loves Dwight and that she wants to make the most of the time that she has with Dwight. And then it was surreal as far as, like, like I think everybody else was supposed to be an allegory for the writer, for somebody that the writer knew. You know what I mean? Okay. And, like, I think that that the, the mom throwing herself on the pyre, like, she actually did kill herself. And I think that that was Dwight, you know, because Dwight could have had a chance to, to not do that. And that was the mother's way of, of, A, like, testing that, but also, B, like, she kept saying throughout the whole show, she didn't care, you know, like that was her first son, her only son. Her only son was gone. And then she's like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. Forgot you were here. She's like, I mean, my, my first son, the first feels like the only sometimes. Sorry, you know. Which like, is what, which is what, um, uh, what's his name? What's the director's name? Dennis. Dennis. That's what Dennis and I were playing on by putting just a hall full of pictures of Martin up as the right. projection yeah. behind them. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and so that's that's her whole thing, you know what I mean? And so Jean, so the whole throughout the 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 one connecting story arc is Jean was trying to make people feel better, right? Because she yeah. she she looked at the dead man and thought that that's the only you know and wanted him to be good so much that she wanted everybody in his life to feel good about him, right? So ultimately, like you know, in telling the mother, like, hey, you know, I, I'm, I met him, and he's okay, and he's loved you, and he's waiting for you, that gives her the go-ahead to go ahead and fucking throw herself in the fire and and kill herself so that she can, you know, go... But she already pipe. wanted to do anyway. Right. She was already there. She was already dead, you know, and now it gives her hope to do that same thing. And in doing that, in killing the mother, Dwight now has freedom, right, to, to live his own life and be, become his own... You know what I mean? Okay. So it's a weird, it's a weird altruistic thing, I think, rather yeah. than than it being, you know, so much like yeah, sure she did get a hit on the head, but like the fact that she was gone for three months, 
I think yeah. means that she also kind of did visit the the afterlife in whatever this universe was was set up as. Sort of, but where I'm at is like, where did her physical being get nutrition? Right. Well, and then how did he fucking physically carry her from Johannesburg to wherever their house is? Right? Yeah. They don't actually tell you where the house is. It's you definitely know? not in Johannesburg, uh, according to Dennis. According it's in to- Seattle. Right. Sure. <laughs> Sure. So he he ran Forrest Gump style with her as a fireman carry from Johannesburg, South Africa to Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot wrong and then, with that story. And said, and his line was, "Oh, she passed out. Not yeah. like she's been sleeping for you know a week while I fucking come. You know, she passed out in Johannesburg. Right. Like at that I point, I yeah. think. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Well, you're going she, along with my first instinct, which is just it doesn't make sense. They're trying to wrap up the story. Yeah. Probably. Probably, yeah. you know. Anyway, I, uh, oh lord, <laughs> yeah, Zach, don't get involved in theater. Don't ever do it. Oh, you, you don't have to see what that. Jenny thinks about it. Yeah, Ted, don't. It'll take up your whole life. It I'm already no. I'm dealing with so much fallout after the the showbiz show. To this day, really? And, yeah, and the next showbiz show opens next week. They open next week. Yeah. I'm still dealing with Fallout. I am told to expect them to start bitching me out about it. And Why? There's, it's complicated. It's no. not my, my fault. My guess is, to, to take a stab at what I'm guessing is, I'm assuming it was more work to put the stage back together than they thought. But for some reason, they didn't want to do another show in the round or the thrust. And so leaving them with as much work as putting a stage back together was too much for them. You're very close, except for the fact that only people involved with the last show showed up to the workday where we put the stage back together. And right. the people who were involved in the next show that were supposed to be there, including the sta- the set designer, did not show up. And um, they it wasn't done to their liking, to which we kind of went, mm, <laughs> Sorry, tough. we're done now. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> Fucking tough. Yeah. Why weren't you there on the day that we were doing it? Right. Well, I don't know, but but we, but we wanted it a different way. Like, okay, well, we had a day that sure we were did. doing well, it. Yeah. Well, now you can do you it that there. way. Go ahead. Good luck. Yeah, I don't fucking care. Well, no, so I'm already at the point with this where I know that if and when, and it's really not if, it's just when, it's brought up to me that they are mad at me about this. Uh, my response is going to be, good luck in all your future endeavors. Stop talking to me. I'm done. Because I don't. I don't need it. I don't need this. I went way out of my way to do all kinds of stuff for you, for free, and you're gonna go. Oh, we paid you two hundred dollars to design the set. It's like, but two hundred dollars does not even cover the amount of money that I spent and didn't tell you about building the last set. So you. Yeah, that's- such a teensy little bit of money. It's a very like, small amount. I got paid two hundred dollars by SAT to do the Dead Man's cell phone set, and um, less work went into that. Yeah. So anyway, um, I'm pissed and I'm done, and I'm just waiting for them to tell me about how they're mad, so I can say, "Yeah, it's too bad." Anyway, um, good luck finding someone to do this for you in the future and goodbye. I honestly don't think it'll ever come to that. It will. Well, okay. Except that means 
taking the first step on their part and be like, hey, man, you fucked up. Like, I can't really see that being a conversation. Oh, no, they've told me that I fucked up about five different times. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's now... For it then. Yeah, yeah. It's now specific to this situation that they need to tell me that I fucked up again for me to be like, yeah, no, uh, bye. That's fun. And maybe at that point, they'll actually take seriously the fact that they're bad at running a business and they're bad at a hundred things. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things. I think their heart's in the right place, but I think that they realistically have to do other things to keep themselves afloat. You know, the reality they, they is that their heart used to be in the right place, mm, but they don't yeah. trust anyone to continue things without them, but then they don't have the time or care right. to be there themselves. It's Well, and that's just it. Like when, when you're absent like that, you allow for bad shit to step in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's yeah. <laughs> we, that could be a whole other episode that we yeah. talk about the fucking, you know. Yeah. But needless to say, it's uh, it's their own doing. <laughs> if you don't like something, maybe say it. No one right. has ever done anything there that was a surprise. Right. Including me demolishing the stage and then rebuilding it. None of that was a surprise. And they're saying, oh, um, it's it's a disaster. Actors are tripping because the stage isn't even. And I'm like, are you fucking right. kidding me? The stage has never been even there. Not one Have day. you ever seen your stage before? Yeah. Your right. stage? Also... Has not yeah. been even in five years. Well, and that's just it too. Like from the other end, like if you know, I'm I'm looking at it going like I have brought up things that I've been bothered by, you know, to, to people's attentions, but they just sort of get washed away because of where the money comes from. And it's yeah. like, dude, none of that makes me feel good about this, right? This is a hobby, A. But B, like ultimately people still need to be safe and people still need to feel good about themselves in order to keep doing it. You know, like it makes no money for me and it makes no sense for me to spend my time doing something that makes me fucking ashamed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And I know that everything for this is coming from the owners of the building and not from anyone involved in the show. Because I remember having a big conversation with the stage manager of the next show where she was watching what I was doing, putting the stage together. And she was like, wow, it seems like you're doing like way too much to make sure the stage is secure. And I was like, well, no, that's just what you do. It's a floor. You you have to build (laughs) it. You take, so it's four by eight platforms on legs that are all attached together. And I was like, yeah, on the long side, on the eight foot side, I attach, it's, it's one screw for every foot on the, no, it's one screw for every four feet. I mean, every two feet, sorry. So on the eight foot side, there's four screws attaching that platform to the platform it's next to and on the forefoot side there's two screws attaching that platform to the next platform and then in addition to that i attach the legs to the floor right with brackets no with just with screws at, the, at that point we didn't have a lot of brackets so i just did it with screws but still. is it a wood floor yes oh that's okay that, yeah that makes sense i thought it was concrete for some reason because there's a there's okay. a there's a basement Still, I thought you could have a concrete. It, I, I like guess. they do in, in businesses, you know, like like. But uh, yeah, you're right. This it's an old thing. It's very old, and it's a wood floor. So I just I just I screw the legs into the floor. She was like, "Wow," and I'm like, "Yeah." So there's six legs. I do at least three of the legs. I attach to the floor, and so 
That's how you make a solid stage. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's about it. <laughs> and so then and when the business what's funny talk too to me, is you, you, you took you. apart a fucking extra solid stage with all of those reinforced 2x6s that fucking Peter put in mm. for Boeing. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of those were taken out. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a bad set. So proud of how reinforced everything was. And it's like you guys understand things are coming down and like <laughs> the day that it's done. But it's, uh, <laughs> that's the thing, Zach, in theatrical construction. It's a line that you it's like a it's like this tightrope that you are walking. It's the the tightrope between on one side you have this needs to be solid because it needs to be well constructed. And on the other side you have in three in literally three weeks someone will be here taking this apart. Yeah. Ripping it to shreds and caring not yeah. about it at all. Nobody gets <laughs> yeah. about the things that you built. <laughs> so if that's that's your tightrope because it's it, it's a tough one because it's like mm, don't hide all the screw heads. If you hide all the screw heads, then I can't take this apart, and I'm gonna yeah. Nothing you got someone reusable. like searching all all over for screw heads. Yeah, yeah. Because then at that point you just start tearing things apart with your bare hands, and that yeah, can be like kind of knife. fun and yeah. therapeutic, but it's not very helpful. For getting things done longer. quickly, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, guys, my wife just walks in the room with a plate of five deviled eggs. Oh, I oh, know. Oh, yeah, you hate deviled eggs, so that's the worst thing that anyone oh. could do for you. But I that's like it. best thing in the world. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It brings up this topic that I wrote on a piece of paper and I have not brought up yet. What's that? Yeah, um, I'll, I'll just I'll just read you. What I wrote on a piece of paper. <laughs> I love breakfast, but I hate breakfast in restaurants because I'm allergic uh, to eggs and I am avoiding grains and potatoes. Oh, yeah. What God. do you do? Just fucking yeah. bacon and sausage? There's no solution. I'm just mad. That's also what's written <laughs> on the paper. But yeah, so I go into restaurants and I'm like, hey, give me some breakfast. And I'm like, cool. How many grains and eggs do you want? And I go, uh, none. Milk. <laughs> they're like, oh, oh, you don't want grains and potatoes. That's fine. Um, how many sweets do you want? And I go, well, I don't want any of those either. And they're like, well, then we don't, we don't have anything to give you. <laughs> and so then I say, no, no, no. Here's what you do. You bring me a side of ham and uh-huh. a side of biscuits and gravy, and I'll be happy. And that's how I do breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Almost any place I go, I just get two sides. Give me a side of bacon and a side of fruit salad, and here we go. I got my breakfast. You're like, are you sure you don't want anything else? How many more sides do you want? I'm like, no. <laughs> Shh. I don't want that shit. Is there a way that you can like work into eggs being okay? Or are you just like, no matter what you do, eggs is bad? I'm I'm very over eggs. I've tried this for years, doing what you're saying. I've tried it. Because egg whites are generally mostly okay. Egg yolks are really the villain. But in general, I'm just I'm just done. I'm just over it. So we don't go out to breakfast too often. I just kinda make breakfast at home. Okay, but wait, what how do you feel about corned beef hash? I love corned beef hash. Because restaurant corned beef hash is better than my corned beef hash. Yeah. No, but now now that I have introduced, because this is the extra part that is 
making things complicated. Now that I have introduced in the spirit of weight loss, I am trying not to eat beef and I'm trying not to eat potatoes. Now I can't eat anything at breakfast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the sweets involved because it's it's sweets, potatoes, beef, eggs. Between those four things, there's nothing I can order at a restaurant for breakfast that will do me any good. There's sausage and, and bacon, which is both pork. Exactly. So this morning, my wife went to Chuck's for Instagram and yeah. brought home sausage, ham, mashed potatoes. She got herself a BLT somehow. <laughs> and biscuits and gravy. I took a bite of the biscuits and gravy and I was like, mm, there's something weird here. And it turns out they make their biscuits and gravy with mushrooms, which is also off limits for me. That's weird. That is strange. There's a lot of huh. mushrooms involved. It's just bizarre. Yeah, it was bad. So for breakfast, I had um, a sausage patty and a little bit of ham, a bite or two of biscuits and gravy. And that was it. That was my breakfast. Man, I was... Like it sucks. Like eggs are such a big part of my shit. Like I would suggest that you go keto, but like I eat all the time. Yeah, no, I can't do keto. I'm just doing low calorie. Low calorie yeah. is working just fine for me. Now, because no beef, no um, no beef, no potatoes is a new step. Yeah, what's the no beef for? Um, calories. It's just calories. Uh, There's more calories in beef than there is in pork or chicken. Have you watched The Magic Pill on Netflix? No, I don't know what that is. Magic Pill? Magic Pill, yeah. It's basically advocating uh, a ketogenic diet. Um, you know, no, like, no, uh, no beating around the bush there. It is, it is hardcore advocating for a ketogenic diet. But um, it's got really interesting science, and it's got really interesting, um, like, it follows several people, and se- like, there, it follows a family. And it follows a tribe of aboriginals. Hmm. Um, And the aboriginals are the most interesting because up until like the 1960s, 1970s, this like the the aboriginal people, like their diet was ketogenic. It was all meat and like all organic shit that they found in the in the ground and nothing had like too many carbs. And like they had to, you know, they were hunters and gatherers. Um, And then like in the 1970s, 1960s, fucking the white man came and the European came and they gave him sugar. Um, and it completely, and so now like this entire tribe of like, like Aboriginal people are diabetic. And so because oh, you know, part of wow. their culture is, yeah. And so, and part of the culture is like, you know, everything like from the white man is better. And so like these guys are having to go in and be like, no, like you, you had it right before. Like you were much better before. <laughs> like you guys were living until you were 80 or 90 before, but now you're living until you're 40 or 50 because you all are fucking, super, you know, so fat. Wow. You all have diabetes. Um, so, and then it, it, it also follows, um, some kids with autism and some kids with seizure disorders, um, and this family. And it's, it's just really interesting. Like they, you know, they go into the science about why your body, you know, your brains need more fats, you know, more healthy fats than, than carbs and, and this and that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, but ultimately it's, it's calories, but also, you know, it's it's about the the quality of what you're putting into your body too, because you can do 1,200 calories and just eat sugar and still not be very. <laughs> oh yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. I just wait. There's this weird thing tonight with my wife, where um, I was like, "Hey, I gotta go poop," and so I went off to poop in the back bathroom, 
and I came out and she was cooking the hash browns and the ham from Chuck's in a skillet. This Do you often announce <laughs> to everybody when you're going to go poop? I often right. announce to my wife that yes, I'm going to go poop. Okay. I am I am realizing as I tell the story I'm not helping anyone but I'm just going to continue to tell the story. So <laughs> okay. So I just, I just needed to know if that I, was a, if it was an anomaly or if it was a, a normal thing. No, no, no. It is pretty normal for me to go like, "Hey, I'm going to go poop and then just All leave right, and then come back." That's fair. And well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. You got to warn somebody. I usually yeah. ask if she needs to use the restroom because that means it's going to be inoccupied. It's going to be occupied yeah, about 30 it's minutes. It's like your warning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have like, yeah. we have now the weird luxury of having two bathrooms. So if for some reason she had to poop while I was back there, she could go to the front bathroom and go to the bathroom. But um, symbiosis, symbiosis. <laughs> so anyway, so in this story, that's not going to help anyone. I come out of the bathroom, and in order to get out of the bathroom and back into the dining room where we're hanging out. I have to walk through the kitchen, and in the kitchen is my wife, and she is cooking some leftover hash browns and ham from Chuck's in a skillet. And so she tells me, oh, I'm trying to get them crispy. Cool. Oh, okay. Because earlier in the evening, she said to me, like, not that much earlier, like a little bit earlier in the evening, she had said, I don't need to eat right now. But if in 15 minutes I still am hungry, I'm going to go make what I want to make. Like, cool. Oh, okay. That's fair. Yeah, that's fine. Perfect philosophy. Yeah. yeah so I come out and she's cooking and I'm like, oh, well, in 15 minutes she was hungry, so she's going to so do whatever. And that's the result. <laughs> yep. Anyway, so then she's like, oh, I wanted to make it crispy. And then it's not working. So I get a separate pan out, I put some oil in it, some olive oil in it, and I start getting it hot because I'm just going to sear it on both sides and it's going to get real crispy. It's going to be good. Some hash browns and ham. And then during this process, she tells me, she's like, oh yeah, I'm making you some food. (laughs) I'm like, wait, 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 wait. That's ominous. (laughs) What do you mean you're making me food? Don't you remember three hours ago when I said, I'm done eating for the day. I'm going to eat this spoonful of peanut butter, and then that's all the food I'm going to have for today? And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, so that was, I'm I'm done eating. That was a serious thing. Yeah. Why, and it's still today. <laughs> it's still today. <laughs> why, why, why are you making me food? And she was like, oh, um, I'm making me food. Like okay, then why did you say it? Uh, okay, I'll drop. Why you said you were making me food, making you food? Okay, she's like, yeah, but I don't. I'm not gonna eat it. I don't need to eat it. <laughs> I just want to make a <laughs> yeah, sort of bite. <laughs> Maybe I should add that my wife is real drunk right now. Oh, um, <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. I think so. I think the real story is she was real drunk. She went, I'm gonna eat a bunch of hash browns and ham. She started cooking yeah. it. She started feeling bad about the fact that she was making herself food. So then she decided to throw it on me and she's like, oh, I'm making you food. And then I kind of went, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you making me food? And she went, oh, uh, I'm making mm, uh, the dog food? Uh, I don't know. Anyway. Making someone food? I just want to <laughs> smell it. <laughs> 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I also don't know why I'm the, telling you this the, story. Get the, get the smell of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, the smell was a big thing. I also don't know why I'm telling you the story, but in general, the way the story ended is that she went, "Oh, I'm done," and then turned off all the burners, <laughs> came out here to the dining room, sat down, and put her head in her hands for. 30 minutes until I said, Hey, I got to record a podcast. I'm going to put you to bed. (laughs) (laughs) So there's still a skillet full of ham and potatoes on my oven. Oh, so I'm pretty sure when we're done, I'm going to go do the right bad stuff. No, no, no. I'm going to do the right thing. I think. And the right thing is to sear up all that ham potatoes. So it's crispy. Put it in a Tupperware, put it in the fridge, and then mm-hmm. later she can think she did that until she listens to this podcast episode because she is one of our <laughs> only subscribers. Does she faithfully listen to all of them? She listens to every single one while she's oh, at the gym. Wow, yeah. Yeah. Jenny hasn't listened to one. That's nice. <laughs> I wish I had that wife. I've listened to, I think, the first four, and then I, I've lost track. I keep pushing it on your dad, Zach. Oh, God, he's never... He, he doesn't even know what you know, what the podcast is. No, yeah, no, he's there. But I keep pushing it of, like, if you really want to, like, know who your son is, you should probably listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're really candid. We say some shit here, gentlemen. We do. Oh, if anyone listens to this podcast, they know me way better than... Most people yeah. do. Anyone exactly. I work for sure. Anyone I work with would know me far better by listening to this podcast. <laughs> me too. And I hope that they never do. Yep. Same here. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I like an yep. air of mystery. Because at work, I'm nothing but a, a fountain of going, oh, yeah, that's no problem. Come on. Let's just do it. And then if they were to listen to the podcast, they'd be like, oh, my God, he hates me. <laughs> oh yeah, I would learn I work, the truth. I'm pretty obvious. I'm pretty obvious at work that I fucking hate all of this shit and it needs to stop. So people kind of know. Like I'm a grump at work, and I'm like an antisocial. Like I like look, you know, because they do things to like like perfect example. They had on Friday they had a, a an eligibility worker appreciation thing in my division, wherein the the program manager was like, "Hey, you guys are doing awesome. We're gonna give you guys the nachos." And fucking salad if you want it, you know? But my entire unit who has just moved up to this floor, we're like, yeah, cool, fuck you. Like, none of us are going to that shit. We have real work to do, so we're going to stay here and do our work and not <laughs> hang out with you guys. <laughs> See, I had, so. recently, I had recently the drama teacher at Lincoln was like, hey, I'm tired of everyone telling me you cannot do things on this date. So before right. the, he he thought he was being like comically overprepared. <laughs> he was like, "I'm tired of everyone telling me that I can't do the things that I want to do." So before the end of this school year, I'm going to tell you everything I want to do in next school year. And here we go. And he like gave me all the list of things, and I was like, "This is perfect. Thank you." And then when I talked to him in person, he was like, I'm so sorry, I had to do this, like, crazy, comically over-prepared thing so that you would know all the things I wanted to do. And I was like, what, are you kidding me? Like, I love this. Thank you. No, yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> when I said thank you, I meant literally thank you. 
Thank you for yeah. not saying to me three days before your winter play opens. Hey, by the way, what? I want my winter play to <laughs> to yeah, be in there every day. So many things. Yeah. Like, now I can work on it. I can plan. Yeah, like, are like you kidding adult. me? Jesus. You're like, oh, I want, I want the winter play for three weeks, and I can say to you, three weeks is a lot. Can I say you can have it for two weeks, and we'll talk about the third week? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, no, like that's this is you're describing to me my perfect situation. Yeah, and, like you just made things better, bro. <laughs> yes, like this is good. Please, let's continue to do this. And he's like, oh, it's so funny. <laughs> That I <laughs> that I pretended to care enough about my job that I told you about it beforehand. Like, <laughs> yeah, nobody. What is he changing his mind now? He's like, I just wanted to let you know that I thought I was going to have a specific schedule, but now I might change my shit. Yeah, see, I know that's going to happen, and that's when I'm going to pull him on the other shit. Where instead of him going, "Hey, I want to do it on this day," and me going like, "Well, no." Someone else is doing it on that day. Instead, he's going to go, hey, I'm going to change it from this day to that day. And I'm going to go, yeah. No. Um, no, because <laughs> there are other things happening on that day. Because as per the email that you sent me a year ago, uh-huh. sir, we are doing it this way. Yeah. <laughs> There's a thing in schools and in government in general is like things don't change. And if you are someone for whom things do change, you are not yeah. helpful. No, and and you better know that real quick because if you go in like just upset that shit is changing, like you're the one that's going to get shit yeah. And I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you are the problem. Yeah. No one else is the problem. The person who's going, why can't things change at a moment's notice? That is the I, person who is a problem. I'm constantly telling my clients. my cl- So, okay, one of the, the rules for eligibility is Anytime I'm going to do something that negatively or adversely affects somebody's benefit amount, including like shutting down their benefits, mm-hmm. I have to put it in writing 10 days before that change happens, right? So that means oh, okay. all of the actions that I have to do have to take place before the 20th day of the month, usually, yeah, you know, or the yeah. 21st okay. day of the month. Uh, so people are constantly calling me at like the, you know, the 21st and 22nd, like, oh, please, Mr. Key, like I, I – you know, I I haven't done any of the shit that you that I said I was going to do a month ago, um, but I I you said that it needed to be done by the tenth, and it's the twenty first now, and I just need an ex you know I need an extension, and yeah. I'm constantly telling my clients like, look, hey, like I get what you're saying, my mm-hmm. job is done here. The yeah. case is already set to discontinue, like because it has to because of the rules that I, I wish write. I so, was like, taller. I mean, maybe yeah. asked me three months ago, but. Right. Uh, nothing's yeah, exactly. going to happen here. Right. And so many times a day I say the words, well, that's why it's important to get stuff done in the month that it's due. Yeah. You know, we, we talked about this exact thing four weeks ago and you're just now panicking. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, you know, why are you panicking? You could have like turned around when you left my office and got me this shit the day of. Yeah. But instead you waited until a month. It was, you know, like, come on. Yeah. Come on. No, yeah, absolutely. It's just, It's the same deal. Where I know, and I know this is going to come up next year. Every year, I try and put into place more strictures that are going to make things easier. But my God, the only way around it is just constant inundation with remi- reminders. No, it's like, more hey, than more so than know, the reminders. True. If I were to somehow turn myself into a dick and yeah. just be like, when people are like, like for instance, there's an assistant principal who has an event 
happening next Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, in like three days. He told me about it last week. He was like, hey, is, it, is, it, is the building free this week? And the answer to that question was yes. But then when he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do this thing in there, the answer to that question was actually no. <laughs> because, because we're waiting my, for this other shit. My actual day-to-day boss is the principal, principal of the school. I talked to him at the end of last school year, and I was like, can I just blanket say no to people who don't talk to me at least a month beforehand? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. That's sweet. He, he he gave me the blessing to do that. I have not yet done it. I need to start doing it, though. But but anyway, because I have not started doing that to people, because I could have said to him, like, he's like, oh, yeah, so I'm going to do this avid presentation to parents on this day at this time and blah, 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 and this is what I need. My response to that email could have been, no, it is not. Uh, no, you're going to do that in another building because you didn't ask me. Instead, I was like, yeah, but I'm still working on building goodwill because I've only worked for the district for two years now. Right. You don't want to throw yeah. away, throw the weight around yeah. too much. Yeah. Like, if if I can make it happen, I'm not going to be a dick. If I can't make it happen, then that's when I'm like, well, You should have no. planned better, sir. <laughs> yeah, you should have planned better, which is mostly what I say to the drama teacher. Right. And that's why he farcically gave me every date for his program next year. That real, that literally helped you. Exactly. It was like the thing that you wanted. He farcically <laughs> did something to like send a message to you and you're like, yes, thank God. Yeah. Like, thank please you. more of this. Yeah. And he's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. I have to actually plan my school year. Yeah. yeah. Because I know him <laughs> and I know that it's going to come up throughout the school year that he's like, hey, I said it was going to be this week, but it's actually going to be two weeks later and I'm going to have to be like, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you yeah, said it was going to be said, that week. Sir. Sorry. I guess maybe you should learn what the fuck is going on in your classroom or I don't know. And it's I'm I'm imagining you probably don't have the opportunity to do this as much as I do, but like I legitimately journal conversations that I have with my clients. So like as soon as I get off the phone with somebody, like I'm writing down exactly what the fuck happened. So like the next time they call me pissed off, I can be like, actually, you called me on April twenty third and we discussed this and this and this and you called me a bastard. Right? Oh. <laughs> you remember that? Not no, I actually, actually I'm I'm actually working on trying to do that for the things like there's this one guy who teaches music at a very small school. <laughs> He does, every year, he does exactly one concert. He does that school's concert of solos. Okay. Two years in a row now, he did not tell me about it. He all of a sudden emailed me about a week before to say, hey, are we still good for this school's concert of solos on this <laughs> night? And No, and, sir, we are not. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so two years in a row, I've had to, like, go to different people and be like, is this normal? And they're like, yes, he's bad at telling people about things. So I'm working on my list of people. Like I wish I had a journal because I'm working on my <laughs> list of people so that I can say right at the beginning of the year and at the beginning of each semester, Hey, remember that time you surprised me with, um, an event? Is that event going to happen this year too? Yeah, because, <laughs> Because every year you surprise me with it, and I'd really like to know about it way in advance because of things like daycare. 
Right. Just start being like, hey, man, so uh, what day is this shit on? Yeah. Like, never mind the stuff that you did last year. What day is it on? And then when shit goes fucking haywire, because you know it will. You know it's going to go wonky because everybody's a person and nobody is on top of everything 100% of the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, but so when it goes haywire, you can be like, actually, man, you know, you sent me this email months and months ago and I planned my daycare around that. So <laughs> so you're going to pay my babysitter now, yeah. you bitch. Yeah, exactly. No, I try my best to do that because it's not, it's not nothing. Every time my daughter goes to daycare, it's $35. Yeah. $35 is in a real sweet spot between nothing and something. Right, that's almost fifty bucks, me. Like yes, that's exactly. a lot of fucking money. It's a third of a hundred. Three of those, and that's a hundred exactly. bucks. More than. And that's every single day that she goes to daycare. And I am not paid enough to be like, no, thirty five dollars is you know, no big deal. That's yeah, no big deal. That's a pittance. Come on. Well, pretty soon you can take her with you, and that'll be fine. Well, pretty soon she's going to be. That's the thing I'm really looking forward to with my job. Is pretty soon <laughs> she's going to be going to school. Yeah. When she goes to school, I don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you want to do something? What, what money's going to happen? All right, fine. Hey, that'll, that'll give me an, uh, an opportunity to show up to work that month. Great. All right. Yay! Because yeah. <laughs> things like January, February, I go to work like five times total. Oh, man. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice, you guys? If you had to only go, I to, go work to work five so times so total. much in January and February. <laughs> Five times a week so or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's, <bullshit>. <laughs> <laughs> it's total bullshit. I, I just got. I don't. Wait, I, are you guys getting? I don't know if. This, so this is different because I work in a school and people are worried about raises. Do you guys know your raises for next year? You probably don't because it's the middle of the year. No, correct. I do not. No, yeah. Well, I mean, up until this year, they they were always like. It was always a hit or miss whether you ever were going to get a raise. I got like lucky. Like when I when I got hired, we actually got a raise within the first year I was there, and I think it had been like five plus years since they got a raise before. Well, and I got a raise on. this year. Yeah. For a school, but, for anyone who works at a school, average raise is about two and a half percent every year. Oh, okay. But this year, I just got uh, more than 5% raise. You personally, not your department. I guess you are your department. I am my own department, yeah. My my classification of employee got a more than 5% raise. Great. That's impressive. We, yeah. last year, uh, actually I guess it was 2016, we struck, and we because they hadn't had a contract for us for a while, and so they settled on... Zero, one, two, right? So this is the year that we're going to get a 1% raise, and next year we're going to get a 2% raise. <laughs> That's shitty as hell. Our, wow. Yeah. They settled on that, and then they gave us all, all an $800 bonus for having no contract for three months. That's uh, not nothing, it was, but it, still, yeah, it Jesus. Bullshit. It was bullshit. Yeah. So, See, I always, they, feel, I always feel weird, like, complaining about not getting like if i go a couple years without a raise because i already make plenty of money where it's right like if i don't get a raise for a few years it's not that big of a deal so yeah. far you're not hurting for money it's not like you're yeah. like oh i wish i had some more money yeah 
like no, even with even with the cut hours, like we've we've had cut hours recently because our business is down a bit. So it's like, oh, you know, that's that's a little inconvenient because it's you know 150 to 200 dollars less a week, but it's not like that big of a deal. Interesting. See, I I don't. My neighborhood, Smart, does not have your department in it. No, it doesn't. I'm kind of surprised being so close to the school and everything. But. Yeah. They probably go to CVS up at March Lane or something. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Or like the campus clinic or something. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, when you're young, it's not like you need most of those kids aren't on, on medications anyways other than yeah. the occasional antibiotic or something. But anyway, going back to like like my, my job before, if I'm pretending that I still have that job and I am trying to get stuff, but like trying to get a raise. When I worked there, I was always asking for a raise and they were always saying it's impossible. And then eventually what happened was California passed a law because I was paid minimum wage. They did not think I was paid minimum wage until I told them. I was like, hey, I'm paid minimum wage. And they're like, what are you talking about? Because they had set my, the for my job, they had set what the pay scale was for that job like something like six years prior. They hadn't checked on what minimum wage was up until then. They're like, yeah, I'm pissed. I'm paid minimum wage. They're like, what are you talking about? Like, Thank you. I am. They're like, oh, shit. Turns out, you, I guess you are paid minimum wage for what you do. I'm like, yes, it's, I, I do highly skilled work and I'm paid minimum wage. And, and I in, take a lot of shit also. I take a lot of shit. And in three months, um, the state mandated minimum wage is going to be more than I am paid here. Right, you guys should pay me like two or three dollars more starting now. Uh, yep. You fuckers. But yep. they didn't, did they? No, they did not. They just kept saying there's nothing we can do. So then I took my job that I have now. And then at that point, right when I took the job that I have now, they got a new boss there who is now the current boss. Who who's said, like, actually, there's something we can do. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because he was like, oh, we're losing him? Well, what can we do to keep him? And they were like, well, you can try all kinds of stuff. And he was like, well, can we try paying him $15 an hour? And they were like, yeah, but it's too late now. So then he offered me. He was like, hey, would you stay if we gave you $15 an hour? And I was like, no. No, because now I'm making $20 an hour, you motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, because now I'm working half time and making $24 an hour as a starting wage. And dealing with less shit. And dealing with less shit. And so my take-home is more than it was when I worked there. And I work half the time. And um, fuck you. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Good luck. As a, as a third part of that. Whoops, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and I've gotten a pretty substantial raise every year where my amount of money I bring in per month is like a... At least one hundred, if not three hundred dollars, different. That's not bad. Nice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the moral of the story here, listeners, is don't work for the state. Maybe become a pharmacist and absolutely <laughs> work for a school district. Right. But not I as a teacher. For the county, but that's doing that's terrible shit work. What I meant. 
Yeah. I know two people. You know two people also who work for the state. Or one, well, they both used to, but one quit to do podcasts. Hmm. Huh? Hmm. Oh, are they Smiths? Yeah, they are. Uh, when I met them, one of them worked for the state and the other one was trying. Ah. And I did a podcast with one of them. And it was a hit go? podcast. It was a great podcast that he got mad at me for missing recording of one episode once and scrubbed from the internet. And I am oh, still I mad about this. It has been brought up on this show before. I am so mad. Tell yeah. him if you see him that I want all episodes of Two for Flinching up on the no. internet. We should start calling this show Two for Flinching just to find You know what? That's else. the new name of this episode. Two for Flinching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, what was your what was your point there, James? I had a point? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, working for the state. Yeah. Seems to be okay. I don't know much about it, but I work for the county. So do you. Um, technically, but I also work for the state. And I, I, if you're going to get real technical, I work for the federal government. You know, the same thing can be said for me. Like, I work for the county, but the state and the feds are who pays me through the county. County Office of Education signs my checks, but where do they get their money? Exactly. That's what I mean, right? They fucking, yeah, exactly. San Joaquin County Auditor Controller sends my checks, but they get paid through the feds. And it's all bullshit. So, like, anybody who's listening, the way that San Joaquin County government divvies up their their pay, the way that they tell the federal government is how they, they're supposed to get paid, at least through welfare eligibility is, they tell you to, to – there's a thing called time study buddy, wherein you punch into the computer how much of your time you spend each day doing a specific task or function. Uh, and so there, there's a rule, like they want it to be a specific, like they want it to be like 60% Medi-Cal and like 20% or 25% uh, food stamps. And then the rest of it is uh, cash aid, right? And they, they tell you that like, it has to be a specific thing, no matter how much I actually spend my time doing, it has to be entered in the system in a certain way, because that's how they get their money. Like mm. the federal government only pays them based on how much time we're spending doing Medi-Cal, which is also called Medicaid. Um, yeah. I did this. California. I did this when I worked for a granite company. Where on my time card, I had to be specific about where all of my hours had to be attached to a certain project that we were doing. Because right. so that if they I did paid more for that project, if I did four hours on the McLeary project, then they could bill McLeary for all those hours. And if I did two hours on the Davis project, then they would bill Davis for that many hours. Stuff like that. It's essentially the same thing, but it's billing the federal government or billing the Medicaid or Medi-Cal, you know, type thing or billing the state. Um, so, and it's all horseshit. Like there's specific percentages that they tell you to put whether or not you're actually doing that much work. So, yeah. Food for thought. <laughs> Some dude sitting in an office going, yeah, I think we should do it like this. I think this is what's going to pay us the most. See, I'm... Writing in show notes, Thomas Smith released the two for flinching episodes. <laughs> <laughs>
because I did a lot of work on the two for flinching episodes. Did a lot of work. And I keep trying, not trying, I keep thinking about bringing some of my favorite bits from the two for flinching episodes into this show. And I keep not doing it. (laughs) For what purpose? For what reason do you not do it? The reason I don't do it is that it just feels un... Organic. Inorganic, unreal... It 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 feel like we we have a good forced. thing going here. It's too forced for me to go like, hey everybody, shut the fuck up and step aside while I make a joke that has already been made. Ah uh, yes, the old Joan Collins route. Yeah. <sighs> so it's in the notes. Thomas Smith, please release the two for flinching episodes. But also. Okay. Nothing's going to happen with that. Thomas Smith is an asshole. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know him very much. I've met him a couple of times, and each time he has forgotten that I've met him before. Yep, (laughs) because he's an asshole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've actually hung out with him at a fucking dinner party uh, and watched either the Super Bowl or the Oscars one year. Hmm. Uh, and then the next time I saw him, he introduced himself again, and I was like, "Buddy, like we literally fucking sat this. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's cool. Like we we had the same food. We were at the same. We were at a wedding together. Not we were in a wedding. He was in the wedding, and I was just like there. But like we happened to be on the same piss schedule. If that made sense. Mm-hmm. Like every single time I was in the bathroom, he was in the bathroom for the same fucking reason." You know, and then mm-hmm. again, the next time I saw him at a place, he was like, "Hi, I'm Thomas." I'm like, "Fucking, I know, dude." Like, you I know, dude. asshole. Yeah, he's a huge <laughs> asshole. I used to go to Thomas's house every single week. Once a week, I would go to Thomas's house and I would record a podcast with him, and we record this comedy podcast. And it was funny. It was a good podcast. It was called Two for Flinching. I recorded the. I recorded the outro music alone, and then he and I recorded the intro music together. And it was very fun, because the intro music was that we couldn't hear what the other person had already done for the music. Okay, (laughs) that's interesting. So it was a lot of percussion. (laughs) And it was... Us doing a lot of percussion and not hearing what the other person had done prior... So just like <laughs> and trying to meld it together. Yeah. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, Thomas <laughs> Smith. Biggest asshole. Catching you comedy. up, babe, in case you didn't know, Thomas Smith is an asshole. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that she's surprised by that fact. <laughs> Uh, my cat thinks he's going to get to go outside right now, but he is not because you're inside. outside. See, he just came in from outside. We let him have a little bit of freedom, and now he, like, fucking runs with it and thinks oh. that he can run the neighborhood. <laughs> but he came back the other night winking, like, and he couldn't open his left eye. And I'm like, okay, dude, so you probably got into a fight and somebody slapped you good and, like, sent you home, <laughs> you know. Sent him running home, But, yeah, yeah I mean, now he's fine. Uh, but, yeah. Man. 